it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Bunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. It's amazing that some people don't wash their feet. Mm. Every time I think about it, I get weak. Ooh. Hey, nobody should have to live this way. Hmm. I see your heel back and it proper ruins my day. So... I want to know, I want to know when that shower comes on. <laughs> so I can be your guide, that's all. I want to know, I want to know why your heel back is dry. So I can be the one to recommend some oil. <laughs> you could have given me a heads up on that one. Your first first hand, you know, reactions no, to it. them. <laughs> Who sang that song? Always as creative as ever. Oh gosh. I wanna know what to do. Um Avant. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait. Joe. No, it couldn't have been Joe. Joe did the Joe did the um these are the signs of love. That's so no, 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 no. I think, I think you've actually gotten that one. Can we, is it can we, Joe Budden? No, not Joe Budden, just Joe. I wanna ride with you, ride oh, with you. Uncle Lai loves Joe. Oh, yeah, Uncle Lai, oh yes. Oh my God. Because they were bald and dark skinned yes, together. So you really thought. Like, yeah, I know, I remember. <laughs> Wait, so Joe wasn't the one. Okay, no, no, that's Donnell Jones. Yes. The one that did, um, I'm feeling you. No yeah, that's not that's not that's Jones. Danelle Jones. That's Danelle Jones. That's Joe. Joe is separate. Yeah, you know, you set me up on that one because <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. You I said Avant. That, that was I would not have thought that you'd go all the way to Avant. No, but you remember I loved Avant though. I only got four, four minutes. minutes. Yeah, that was a tune. Yeah, and the one that he did with Nicole Scherzinger. We no longer have to lie about it. That was a tune. Ooh. That was that was a oh, tune. My, my vocals are coming through today. <laughs> I'm actually, I've got some vocals there. But no, that was a setup. It wasn't a setup because then you went to Signs of Love Making by Tyrese. No, because I was. I feel like that's a bit racist because he's also tall, dark, and I'm bald. (laughs) (laughs) So you just put all of them together. You should never be a police officer. Black people can't be racist. They'll be like, oh, we really want to diversify the police force. Let's hire Sadiq. Only for you to come and mix up all the black people. I for would them. give them a worse kind of racism. <laughs> they wouldn't know. <laughs> they wouldn't know. But no, that was definitely a setup. I'm really good. They, these guys know that I'm, my music knowledge is actually quite up there. And sorry, what? the fact that I recommended Avant that shows that I know music. It's not like I just said Usher to get me some any next. But you did say Usher Ob- when it was another song that had nothing. No, you didn't even say Usher. You said somebody else when we said U Turn. And you suggest- no, 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 I got, of course I know I show you turn. Put your hands up and bend your knee. Yeah, but for me, I think the fact that I suggested Avant, that shows that, yeah, I'm clear. How many people know Avant? 
Right. Right. But how many people mix up Joe with Ivan? <laughs> well, <laughs> debatable. You know, everyone has a podcast <laughs> that they can just expose themselves on. But no, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Avant. That's my final answer. Well, it's the wrong answer, but I'm glad you stuck After with. After you confirmed the right answer to me, I'm still sticking with <laughs> my wrong answer, Avant. But people said that they agreed with you that Pisces vibe of just you know. There you are. It's... I mean, it's a vibe thing. You just I I when I'm listening to a song, I can hear who was supposed to be on it. Do you get right, what I mean? but Avant could it. not do what Joe did with that song. I don't. Oh, definitely think. he could, and they've got a similar range. Who sang? Um, let's see if you know. Then, um, what's that one again? Um, oh, why has it gone out of my head? It's that white boy that people fought for the longest time because he was sh- the way he used to shape his goatee. Fuck you right now. No, not the, oh. not that one. Um, oh, John B. Yes. No. Oh, well, I know it now. Because oh, <laughs> <laughs> you said white boy that like, used to shape his finger. I was like, yeah, the John B. Yeah. They don't know what, what I'm missing. Don't listen to what, what people say. They don't know about about you and me. Yes. Yes. No, I know. I know my. I know my songs. But when I now bring that next week, don't be confused okay. about who it is. I got. I've got you, John B. I can't get. Can't get it out of my head now. Yes. He had another tune as well. Don't talk, baby. Don't with me. What? Yeah. Drake vibes. Yeah, he gives it because you know how he looks. He's they're quite. You know. They all look the same. Yeah, to be honest, you know, they love a shape goatee. Um, remember, I couldn't remember. I know it's a Brian something. Baby, you know that I give it to you. Brian McKnight. No, sorry, I was so sorry. No. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. Now you did it. <laughs> well, no, because actually, I said Brian, so that means you that did. set me up. That's the setup. No, Jordan. Jordan Knight. I think he's the name. Baby, you know. Ooh, that, he, he used to be fair. He used to be on New Kids on the Block. Was it? Was it? I don't know, but I love that song, baby. You know. I love that. Like oh, what about um. Um, sh- should we do up that Scooby Snacks? I got a new girl and I can't relax. Um, the only problem is she's, she's a movie star. star. Oh, another group of white boys. Another group of white boys. But weren't they the white boys that he started out with? Or is that another group of I'm white not boys? Too sure. I fell in love. I fell with in love with the girl on the, on the movie screen. screen. Oh gosh, that was a tune. Yeah, that's LFO. LFO, but That's okay, LFO. so no, so, so that no, wasn't so him. I think that you're right. Jordan was from New Kids in the Block. Jordan what Knight, I just let me did see. Was LFO. Jordan oh, Knight, I, I swear it's that his name, Jordan Knight. Yes, I found his face. Yeah, was he white? Yes, yeah, Jordan Nathaniel Marcel Knight. Whoa, that's such a black Very name. Black name. Uh, it's a Canadian American singer, songwriter, and actor. Um, he was the lead singer of the boy band New Kids on the Block, who rose to fame in the 1980s and 1990s using a falsetto style of singing influenced by the stylistics. Um, after the New Kids on the Block split in 1994, he launched a solo career. Yeah, so it was because I was thinking of Knight. Yeah, that was the only thing that came from that solo career, boy. Yeah, yeah, baby. Uh, 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 uh. That oh no, that's the tune. I tried to learn the, the routine. No, because really it had like a dance break in it. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was lit. Giving you everything of mine. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone I fucked it. I mean, <laughs> wow. You give them a fifty percent gassing up, like Ooh, <laughs> girl, you you would you did something. <laughs> I don't know if it's what you intended to do. But it was something. You did th- that. that. <laughs> 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 No, um, actually, you should just introduce this. Um, 
welcome if you're just like this is your first episode and you're like what the fuck is going on here welcome 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 to sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck Suck your your mom um and this is me kalechi in the place to be and we've also got our guest in residence sadiq hi guys hi 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 so you're really you know you're really popping on twitter (laughs) It's amazing to me. I, I like we've already said it on the show before. I just wonder if like um, cultural impact is genetic because you know, <laughs> right. it must be because I saw one hundred and fifty one thousand likes. I said, "Wow, it's crazy." But let me tell you something. With those viral tweets come some really really interesting direct messages. You know? Oh, oh my god! So you, it's it can be really really the 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 the, the DMs requests sector can be re- a really scary place to because you've just got your dms open right well yeah i have my dms open just in case you know for i don't know what might come my way i don't want to block my blessing so i just Fair have enough. my dms open so just in case if, if it's important someone needs to get through to me that's totally fine but i'm rethinking that now yeah i've locked my like, my mind is only people that i that i follow and they follow, follow me and yeah. follow you back but it's just like it was just crazy i was i was really really upset about not getting the savage fancy um you know the robe collection yeah you know, then I tweeted about it. Tweeted about you know getting a bra instead because you know, I just I, I've got I to needed, get something. I needed so I needed to be able to have a Savage Fancy package arrive at my house and I could do that whole <laughs> unboxing and the video. I needed something. You don't need to see what I got. But you just know that I got something, right? Do you get what I mean? So I got that, and you know, it just it just I guess everyone felt the same. <laughs> about one hundred and fifty-one thousand people felt the same, and it was just nuts. But yeah, that was that was really funny. So from this one, and then um, bad vibes children like you've you really own 2019 and 2020 yeah I'm sh- I don't even know I think the bad vibes one definitely surprises me the most because I put it out and it just it made itself what it is like yeah yeah it just, yeah it literally just took its own form you know people are saying bad vibes and yeah they're using it in so many different contexts but I know that they were not obviously they weren't saying it before yeah yeah yeah, I yeah. Tweeted that but it's just that that one definitely freaks me out the most because people will even people will even say to me, "Oh my God, Sadiq, you're such bad vibes." And I'm like, <laughs> how could I be the vibe that I excited? <laughs> like, really? So it's a shock to me, but I love it. And like, one thing I love about internet culture is just how like we develop our own language. Yes. If I was an alien, right? And I just and I just jumped on Twitter today, having no knowledge of anything. I think it would be impossible to catch up. No, I think that aliens are way more intelligent than us, and I think that they would get it. They'd understand Black Twitter in a way that white people don't understand Black Twitter. <laughs> I, I think that. that that is the issue because it's white people that don't understand how Black Twitter works. I don't you, want to understand, but, but I don't want them to. Also, because the way that it becomes commodified, every little thing now suddenly bad vibes will be on a t-shirt on ASOS. Now oh, what? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that one because you know that it's still going. Everyone's still saying bad because vibes, imagine bad vibes. you click on ASOS men and then you see um, why do people um, trash deadbeat dads? Maybe they get, and then you see it on the back of a t-shirt. What will you now what do? do? But I, I, you remember the post that I showed you? They've now put it on these Tumblr posts. Yes, in front of a picture Drake, of Drake. Yeah, yeah, Drake's face on it. I'm just like, do you know what? It, it'll definitely be one of those things in like two or three years time where you'll hear it and you won't even know who the original person But let Lizzo put it on a song. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, let I me hear anyone. Let me hear Drake, anybody use it as a skit on oh, an album. You will be in trouble. I'll be like... I will that, come that, to you. that gift where the woman's knocking with her arms <laughs> crossed that, that give yeah. me my money run me my, run me my, my I'm dollars I'm still waiting on the Netflix special I'm still waiting for Savage Fenty to send me something Savage Fenty are rude because they Can really just quote tweeted and put a picture of a bra and said she this one was like oh this bra would look nice <laughs> so you're thinking so after all that effort 
Really? <laughs> you got free marketing. Can you give me right? Give me give the road, but give I, me the look, road. I had, I had people quote tweeting me saying, "I didn't even know Savage Fenty had a men's collection." There we go. Right. So <sighs> Rihanna, Rihanna, I feel like this is one of the podcasts that Rihanna would enjoy. Re, I think she would enjoy it. Bad girl, Riri. Bad girl, Riri. Is she still living in London? I don't know. Apparently, I've... she's living in West. She's been living in, in West London. Oh, I didn't think that that would be her vibe, but I guess that's where all the celebs tend to want to live. Yeah, it's, it's, it's safe. Couldn't imagine. Well. I thought, I would have thought she was a more East London girl, no. but it's only because of we found love in a hopeless <laughs> oh, place. She shot that hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that outfit that she wore there made me think that she'd be suited she'd to be East, more London. East London. <laughs> but um, yeah, I understand West London. All of them tend to live in West London. It's just weird. I, I, it goes to show that people can keep secrets because if I if I've spotted Rihanna in West London or she's my neighbour, everyone's gonna know. But the thing is, we don't live in West London, mm. and where they would live is either a gated community sort of vibe, or like other people are rich too, other people are celebs too. Yeah, because sure like Simon Cowell lived right by. Well, he had a place right by um, where. I used to work you know when I worked at like that um, school by Sony Music I worked at like a school like a university behind Sony Um, worked there um, in High Street Ken and yeah Naomi Campbell all of them like that's their area but you would be used to um, like seeing all of them them, around there although I never saw her whenever I went to Whole Foods but um, it's a New York thing actually as well I don't know if you know about New York in New York the people don't tend to get starstruck in New York no you don't see people running up to people in New York because when I went to Miss Lily's the Jamaican place to go and have lunch um, because I was complaining about how dead the food was while I was in New York in February um, someone recommended Miss Lily's and I went and Ducky was sitting next to me. Ducky thought? Yeah, oh. she was sitting right next to me. And they were looking at Lev because Lev was having a phase where he was sticking his tongue out at everybody. So he was sticking his tongue out at her table of friends that mm-hmm. she was sitting with. But I knew somebody had come in that was about it because I saw her close body protection people, like her bodyguards. They tried to be subtle, but I knew. I'm surprised them. she, Ducky, would not to take away from her, her celebrity, but I'm surprised she walk around with bodyguards. Yeah, but they're not bait. I feel like. No, no, whether they're bait or not, I'm just surprised she would feel that she needs them. Yeah, I mean, black woman. No, well, well, no, yeah, sure, fine, but it's just... I mean, the moment I can afford it, I will be having that. Fair enough. It's because I think about people like Jordan Dunn and Leomi Anderson. They don't really... Do they walk around? But that's the UK and everyone's stush. Is Ducky not UK? Is she Australian? Yeah, she's Australian. She's Australian, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a video. There's this, and there's and this, she was in New York. There's this guy um, on Twitter. I think, you know, one of these Twitter Insta guys mm-hmm. that always showing themselves topless and stuff like that. Anyways, um, here they released a video of him and Ducky Lipsing. Oh. And tw- this was weeks ago, probably months ago, and the whole of Twitter just went... No, it's like, oh my God, Ducky's, Ducky's dating a regular guy. Oh, I remember Ducky's, that conversation. Ducky's dating down. She's dating down, like, yeah. Ah, oh, <laughs> Imagine being the person that someone is saying you are dating down for. Oh God. I will have to get into bed and just not come back out. No, like, what? no. And if you see the guy, he's not bad looking or anything. It's just, he's not famous. Yeah, but why do you want fame for some people's partners? Sometimes that causes even more drama. There you are. And that brings us nicely to selling so. Sunset because... Chrishell. Our new show. Justin said, this ain't us. <laughs> yeah, but I jump on everything rather late yeah. because so like I miss out so much. I haven't watched P Valley. Like I haven't P watched P Valley's good. I haven't I've only watched one episode so far. I haven't been able to like really, really get into it. I didn't watch all of the um the new season of Sabrina. Um oh. I haven't watched all of the new season of uh Good Girls. Like there's so much like that's waiting for me. I, yeah, cr- um uh what's this one? CrossFit County, no. Um the the horror one, 
Oh, another one you're talking about. Lovecraft. Lovecraft County. Or country, whatever they call it. Yeah. Yeah. I've started that one as well. Do you know what it is with that one? There's certain shows where you know there's you know there's certain shows you can watch and like you you have Lev, you have your phone and you're yeah. still you can still get the general gist yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Lovecraft County, that needs your attention. Exactly. That needs your attention. I, I definitely think I need to go back and just pace myself and, and watch it properly, properly yeah it needs your full attention and that's what i want to be able to give it so the only time i get like if is if i've been sent screeners for things and i've got to watch them to be able to talk about them and review them and stuff so yeah. that gets used up so i've got an, um, a screener that i need to watch i think either tonight or tomorrow to be able to interview the people on tuesday um but one of the ones that i did watch because i was invited by mobo to their like virtual screening was a um, 40 year old version What's the old virgin? Virgin. Like, so they're playing on Virgin, oh. but it's called Virgin, like a version of something. Oh, 40 years version. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, um, the protagonist is um, this comedian uh, and musician, Rada, a black woman in her 40s. She ends up dating a 25-year-old guy in it. I, okay. I was just like, this seems to be like a mood. Because we saw, what's her name doing it? Mary in Selling Sunset. And then um, the Entanglement Queen, she was involved Jada. in Jada Pinkett, she also. And so it must be like a thing. I don't thing. know why it's, well, I don't really get why it's a thing, to be honest. Like, even with Mary, right? Okay, so how old do you think Mary is? 40. You think she's 40 on the dot? Yeah. I think Mary's a little bit older than 40. Yeah, I mean, maybe 45. Yeah, 45. <laughs> I think she's about that age. And I just think to myself, what would you, okay, what do you find in common with a 25-year-old man. Right. And you remember, I don't know if you remember Mary. I think Mary says she had a kid. Yeah, she Mary does. He's 20, 20. He's almost her he's almost his yeah, age. Yeah, 21, 22. Yeah. Right. So you just think to yourself, what are you actually, so the same conversation that you have with your son, you have with your boyfriend? Have you washed your ass? <laughs> like, <laughs> have you put your clothes away? I don't know what it is, but I think that people try to scientifize, if that's not a word, but you know, they try to add science to it and they're basically like women, their libido kind of goes up as they age, men goes down. So then that's why you find women generally in their forties dating men around the 25 to 30 age Who because match their libido. that match their libido, match their energy there. Because I think at that point you're just like, you know what? The bar is in hell for what to expect from men. Let me just enjoy shy. my life because we're not, it's not like the conversation's going to bang whether you're 50, whether you're 40 as a man. So let me just, you know, I understand. I understand. And that's why I was even saying to you in the most respectful way, being a woman must, is slightly the ghetto. Let's just be honest. <laughs> and that was you saying in the most in respectful, respectful <laughs> way. It's because it's, it's I just feel, I genuinely feel sorry for you guys. I just yeah. don't know what to say. And it's only kind of until you get to a certain age where you realize just how bad it is for you. If you're not fearing that a man will kill you. Yeah. You are. Tolerating boredom. There you are. <laughs> so it's like, what can you do? I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's just, ooh. I just wouldn't want to be in that position. That's, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> because you, there's so much that you have to kind of compromise and tolerate as a woman that I just think is a bit, especially when it comes to like romantic um, relationships and things like that. And I think that it's about breaking the mold and to actually going that that's not enough for me. That's not, that's not enough for me. Like I'm I, away I, from it. I, yeah, I want, even if you're like, I'm not going to walk away. You will have to meet me where I'm at. Upgrade, upgrade you. Beyonce had the right idea. I just don't know about the things that she was upgrading. There, there, are, <laughs> yeah. there were more materialistic things, but no, you must be upgraded. Otherwise you will get slapped up in that list. No, I agree. I agree. And it's just, it's just when you watch these shows, it's always a common theme of like women trying to find love. They're trying to negotiate. And yes, yes. That, but you just never see it. 
Like, okay, like, look at Mary and um, her relationship Romain. with that Romain. The, the way that they... Isn't it Romain? I don't even know how... I don't even know but how they kept calling him Romain. I'm sorry. I wasn't he French, Romain. but he, he speaks Italian or something. Maybe the either, other way around or something like that. I don't, I don't like Davina. Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I love that impression. <laughs> No, she would. She they they were right to uninvite her from that wedding. You can't be making jokes about my moistenite ring and, and then want to come. Are you mad? Are boy, you mad? Boy. So you can now come and start looking at other substitutions that we've made on the day. You can fuck off. But let me tell you something. There is a Nigerian woman spirit in Davina because you know that what she did was a very Nigerian woman thing to yeah. do to criticize the ring that you don't have. <laughs> You don't have a ring to be criticizing somebody else's ring. You know Nigerian women love, but to she'll do that. say that it's because she wants to make sure she attracts what she wants in her own life by right. criticizing what by you criticizing have. Criticizing what you have by telling someone that else that they're wearing the Moissanite ring. Moissanite, Moissanite, No, I'm so happy you love Sunny Sunset as much as I do. I, I don't know why I didn't say it. I didn't recommend it to you. I, I think I probably watched the whole thing in like a day or two. I yes, yeah, same. Like, um, so that's why actually I wasn't even recording the podcast last week because people like no, no. <laughs> Imagine no, it's because um, um, I had to have Lev for like five days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so um. Because, you know, with um, my partner traveling, I just thought, no, 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 no. So that's what we did. That's all Lev and I did. We um, ate, we chilled and we watched Selling Sunset to the point where he was like laughing as, <laughs> at certain bits as well. I was just like, you get it too. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, you know, I love Christine's braids. She, if one thing that girl's going to give you, she's going to give you a braid. She's going to give you a braided look. That's why that fucking dickhead Heather. Yeah. Talking about, oh, um, I'm late because I had to get my, my hair braided. And then she came with one woggle woggle braid. And I was like, what are you? What you did they braid? Early. What did they braid? <laughs> like, seriously. Christina, am I always getting it wrong? Is it Christine or Christina? Christine. Christine. She always serves a look. Yes. She always serves a look. I think that she has uh, multiple personality disorder <laughs> because the way Christine will pop off on you, but, Christine will pop off on you and she will embarrass you. Yeah, you know yeah. She will embarrass but you. But she'll apologise. She'll come back and apologise. Yeah. And she, it's, it's like the turnaround is way too quick. She will apologise the next day. Yeah. And then when she comes in to give you that apology, she'll serve another look as well. Yeah. Where she's coming to give you that apology and then you just don't know how genuine it is because she's going to do it again. She's going to do it again but at least she, to her, she's just like, but I gave you the sorry for the last, this is my always- sorry for <laughs> 2004. And I, 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 I plan to do it some, some more. more. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> it's just she 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 will apologize, she will do it again, and then she's one of those she's one of those kind of like typical narcissists where if you don't accept her apology, she will be upset with you not accepting yeah. her apologies. It's like how dare you? Yeah. Do you know how hard it is for me to apologize? Do you know how charming I am? How dare you? But you know, that's Love why that. that's why she was so obsessed, I think, with Chrishell, because Chrishell saw through her bullshit. Oh, yeah. It's just a shame she never tried through to her husband. Chrishell never sucked up to her. No. Never did all of that. She was just yeah, Krisha was just like, no, I, I don't see it for her. I don't. Yeah. And same way Justin didn't see it for the relationship. Oh, this ain't us, boy. Oh, he said, this ain't <laughs> us. He said, nah. No, I feel bad for her. That was not nice. That but was I not just nice. feel like um, as much as Davina is a dickhead, it's like someone can't want a divorce and you not be aware yeah. that they want that Let's divorce. Be Let's be honest. Like, and who in their right mind is just going to jump it's just gonna drop a divorce on you and you have no clue. no clue so what did he serve you pancakes for breakfast and then, and then, and then served he, you and he served you <laughs> divorce <laughs> papers in the afternoon How for lunch work? no no so i think i think she's i think that's the problem with um you know relationships 
women tend to be the one who want to save face a lot more. Yeah. You know, I think she could have she could have just said she could have been honest about the fact that they were definitely having issues. But for she a did while. Yeah, she did kind of say she that. She alluded to she it. She alluded to it and then she was just like, he's the kind of person where you argue with him, he goes, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going, I'm I going. And that. I thought that red flag, red flag, if every time you're arguing with someone, they're like, Oh well, forget this, then I don't want to do this anymore. That you you can't be forcing that kind of person no, to stay in a relationship because that's, that's rude. Yeah, yeah, see. Yeah. He's he's very that's to me, that's very, very rude. That's not that's not um healthy, you know. Yeah, there are some points where you might genuinely think you know what i'm actually done but to, if every five every minutes argument you're saying oh i'm done I i'm done i'm done oh what because i didn't give you coconut milk <laughs> <laughs> like seriously and you always find that people tend to avoid arguments when they know they're going to lose them yes or if they know that they're, they're, they're in the wrong, wrong. Yeah. and then one thing i think that she mentioned that was very very super important is that she did say like you know neither of them were expecting his career to blow in the way that his career blue she was with him before yes yes she'd been with him for like six years she said or um, a bit more seven years whatever and then it's only like over i guess the past two years that everything just kind of went woof for him and so i think that or maybe you know three but when they got together that's not who he was definitely definitely so imagine like this is us i didn't even know it would be I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, the first episode caught me but i didn't know that everyone would love it in this way Yeah. yeah and you know I still maintain the fact that like Kevin's a cool character, but it doesn't require much acting. So I'm, so I don't think that he could have acted in a way that you don't know that he was ready. Yeah. That he was ready to leave the relationship basically. Like he can act, but not that well where he could fool you into believing that he wasn't done. No, I agree. I totally agree with that. And I think, you know, you you can only be someone else for so long. Yeah. And they, they they were definitely having issues before he dropped it on her. But I just think she's just trying to save face. She doesn't want anyone to kind of point the finger at her. I just think she could have just been a little bit more honest about it. But don't ask other people about whether they have a prenup because you see where you are now. You see where you found yourself. Because <sighs> so do they have a prenup? Do Romaine and Mary have a prenup? Well, do you? Do you? And did you see that small apartment that she lived and moved into? Why? I don't understand the red curtains that they were just there. It looked like they moved her onto a, like a studio <laughs> film set because they couldn't find her a place. Honestly. Be- and it also makes me love how they make, make out like their life is so shitty. So terrible. Now that they have to move into a small apartment. Oh, in LA. oh my God. But weren't you the one selling them in the valley? So you should <laughs> you should know what, what is suitable for you. Someone tweeted the other day. They said, so a client of mine, um, a client made his wife sign a prenup two years ago. He insisted and shouted up and down. So she agreed. Now they're getting a divorce and we're finding out she's like seven times richer than him. And he's trying to break the terms and divide the assets. Of course you are. (laughs) Of course you are. You see, you see. And like, I don't know. We don't know the ins and outs of what happened with Justin and Chriselle. We should have probably said spoiler alert before oh, talking yeah. about all of this because some of you may not have watched it. But SARS, I put it in the caption. It's been out for a while, no? Guys, yeah, so. yeah. Come on, I was late to the game. So, um, yeah, I just look at things like that and I think uh, we don't know what happened, the ins and outs of what happened with Chriselle and um, Justin. But if he really was bad mind to her in that way, watch how over the years she'll become more successful than he is. Especially if Selling Sunset blows up. I mean, it's blowing up. It's blowing, it's it's blowing. blowing. But if if it really becomes like a... What can we compare it to? Real Housewives. Yes. Because them, them, they that. make millions. Yes. If it becomes that in terms of a brand. Because and let's also be honest, This Is Us is going to have to stop one day. Right. 
I mean, the fact that they've even managed to do give us four or five seasons, I'm I'm kind of blown don't push away. it now because yeah. ne- next thing you'll be taking us into other galaxies because yeah, you're because already you because you've already explored 1980. Right, and you've taken us into the future now. Yeah. We've gone into the future. Yeah, that was the first. They did that the first time in like season three, right? Where we go into the future. So at least now they're setting precedent that, that if they can go forward as well, yeah, and they can also go back and they can they can even current. do but they can even do um the the parents 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 if they if yeah. they want to to if show us want. how if how we got they, here. I think they don't really. Realistically, if they want to keep it authentic, they're going to need to call it a day soon. So, yes. Justin, what are you going to move on to? You better and have I, something's, to li- something's lined up. And, you know, he does these little cameos um, as the hot guy in these movies because he was in that one with uh, Marseille, Marseille yes, Ma- yeah, Martin. Yes, yeah, he was that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was in that one. Um, so, yeah, he does little bits where he shows up, but I don't know if he can carry movies, you like know. A, like a Tom Cruise. Yeah. Oh, like, can you imagine him as a lead in a no, movie? No, 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 no. He, does, he just doesn't have that charisma. No. That much yet. But I, I, I wish the best for Chrishell, though. I can see Selling Sunset going to different... And that's what I'm saying. So when it now does, don't cry, don't beg. Don't try and call her back tomorrow. Because no. you see, the problem is, is I think a lot of guys are realising this now, is that we doubt women too much. Mm-hmm. You know, so many I heard about so many people getting into marriages where the man was the highest earner at first and then maybe the woman was sitting at home. But when she was sitting at home, she was thinking of a really good business idea. Yeah, yeah. To the point where it's like, she's sitting at home making more money than you and now you're thinking to yourself, well, should I leave... Yeah, my job to do what I'm to to, to to for her to take care of me, but then you you're, you're you don't feel like a man anymore, and yeah. you've got all these issues, and I'm just like, look, just stop doubting women, yeah, because you could have really invested in her business mm-hmm. at the at the point where she was doing it, and then you guys she could take it over, and you guys quit your job, you live a happy life, but no, because you want to be doing masculinity, yeah, you want to be doing masculinity. This is where you found yourself, and if your masculinity is like inter like so inextricably linked to what you consider to be providing for someone, then and what does it mean when I don't need you to provide for me? You have to be a human. You have to actually meet me in this relationship wholly. And then now, because you don't have excuses anymore. The reason I can't talk to you this evening is because I'm tired because I've been out providing all of that all day. Well, you don't what need you to now. now. Yeah. So who are you? Who are you? It's a word. It's, a, it's an actual word. But let's do the tarot then. Um, yes. Big up the show sponsors this week. Uh, we've got Skillshare and we've got ExpressVPN. And I'll be talking about them very shortly. And obviously you'll be listening to this on my birthday. Woo-hoo. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. I'm going to get my dumplings. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait for where you're taking me from birthday. Yes, we're going for a nice meal out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Or today, whenever you guys are listening. Yeah, so I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. Oh, someone just sent me a message. Happy birthday. Everyone's getting it in. I don't know. Sometimes I feel funny about my birthday because I'm just like, why do I have one day? Um, yeah, <laughs> okay. Where, where are you going with this? Because sometimes the day doesn't feel long enough. I feel like that sometimes, especially because it's like I expect all my birthday, happy birthdays to come in before the evening. So if, any, if you're wishing me happy birthday after the evening, it's like... Mm, yeah, mm. I mean, I know that your time zones and all of that stuff in the hemisphere, about but... time zones, I think that's it. why I used to love doing my birthday in the US. I'd love, like, love doing it. Abroad. Yeah, you're always away. Yeah, yeah because it, I would always feel like I've got more time on my birthday. Exactly. That, that I definitely love. Like, I'd wake up and people are still wishing me happy birthday. Right. Like, so our anniversary, we were in, um, we were in New York. It fell... Wh- around when i went to do that dove press trip um, and yeah. and so our anniversary um fell then and it was like a long anniversary because we were on the plane and when we landed in new york 
it was, I was, yeah, yeah, so it's still an anniversary. So then we got to the hotel, ordered some food and yeah, and it was just nice to, to have that and to be with Lev and it was a, it was a whole mood. It was a whole mood. So more press trips, more freebies when um, outside opens back up properly again, that would be wonderful. Tarot this week, what have we got? Okay, let's get into it. It's looking beautiful. It's looking beautiful. Ten of Pentacles is the first card that came out this week. And I think that what is setting the tone for is that, yes, we know that so much is happening in the world right now, but some of us are, well, a lot of us, especially if you're listening to this, were set for um, a time of abundance, um, especially in our family life, because I'm still using the Lisa Stoll Modern Witch Tarot deck. And we see an old woman here tending to some dogs. And um, then we see a couple, it looks like they're getting married, but it's just like, we see a couple and then one of them's holding a baby. And then you see the 10 of pentacles falling down. So I feel like this is also the work that we've completed almost, I want to call it karmic work that we've, that we've currently completed to recalibrate the um, ancestral energies that um, a lot of us are working through because we've put in that work, the blessings are now coming. The blessings are now flowing in, trickling in sometimes in some cases, because what does it mean to have a lot when so people, so many people don't have, especially during this pandemic, so you'll find those blessings trickling in from all avenues, even things that you didn't consider, like things that you don't even take seriously. It's not even your actual career, but people are like, oh, I want to bless you in this way too. And it's not necessarily just financial, even though we are looking at pentacles. We're looking at just more like people giving you recognition, people, you know, relationships flourishing, um, you know, just, just more abundance. That feeling of like a job well done is what the energy currently is now. And then what's happening is that we're showing up as the page of cups with this little cup. So then all of these blessings are coming, but we're showing up as this page of pentacles where we're almost hesitant to accept the blessings because it's just like all of this for me, but I ain't shit. But we are like, nobody did that work for you. You did that work. Like you were the one that that went and looked at all of the toxic I want to, I'm going to use toxic in this sense, but yeah, all of the toxic kind of energies that were still permeating throughout your lineage, you looked at it and you thought, nah, I don't want that for me. Just because my father, my mother, my grandfather or whoever generations before did this doesn't mean that I have to do this just because the world is set up in the way that it is that, you know, we're talking about the way it's even set up for you know, femme presenting people, you know, set up. We, we look at the way that the world is set up to not benefit us. We look at the way that the world is set up to, um, over police and, um, legislate over, um, the female reproductive organs and things like that. We look at the way that everything's set up to tell us how we should be living our life. And we're like, saying, nah, I don't want that. That's not for me. That's not how I want to live. So we've gone and we've done the work over the years to kind of break taboos, to break our self-limiting beliefs and deciding that no matter who doesn't like it, I'm going to show up in the world as who I am. We're the ones that went to go and do the work. And then it's like, if you imagine a gate, people have told you that this gate can't open. It can't open to somebody like you. And you said, fuck that shit. And you started working at that gate. You started hammering away at the chains because you could see on the other side, all the blessings that are meant for you. And you've hammered at this gate for years. And then now the gate has burst open. Not actually because you've been hammering at it. God has seen you hammering at it and God's gone, John move. And then opened the gate for you. So now you need to step into your blessings. And then now you're like, oh, but I don't know. I don't. I just, maybe I'm not ready. Maybe, 
oh, oh. No, there's no hesitation because you were the one that did the work. God saw you working so hard that it was just like, here you go. Step step through, go through. So this is the time we have to step over the threshold because I'm looking at the page of cups and I'm looking at the backdrop and we're seeing like water and they're like on a boardwalk. That's the threshold, you know, between you and your emotional abundance, your spiritual abundance. You've got to step over that threshold and believe that you are deserving. The problem with blessings is that they're there, isn't it? The blessings are there. You just have to know that you're deserving of the blessings. Otherwise, you'll only access so much of it or you'll squander that which you do access because you're kind of like, oh, well, it's going to go any moment now. So um, I'm not going to focus on it too much because it might disappear. Or you go, oh, it's going to go any moment now. So I'm going to hoard it and I'm going to do this kind of grabby, grabby, greedy energy. You have to know that, that the abundance has always been there. Step into it. Enjoy it. And the message is stressed even more because the next card after the page of cups is the six of cups in reverse. Whatever happened in your childhood that made you feel, drag me, Lord. Um, whatever happened in your child, childhood that made you feel like you were undeserving of greatness, that made you feel like you were undeserving of love or even undeserving of a stable relationship that, you know, all of these things aren't necessarily for me. So I'm going to pretend like I don't want want them. You have to let that go because the 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 blessings are here now but you have to be the one to realize it you have to be the one to step into it nobody is going to convince you of your greatness you just have to inherently believe it because the same people that will open humans are fickle yeah the same humans that will open their mouth today and be like yes yes babe yes queen yeah 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 could be the one tomorrow change their mind and start talking shit so if you base who you are on what people are saying about you then that's going to keep changing the way that people's mouths twist and turn. You have to know, regardless of what people say, that you are about this life and you are deserving of the things that come your way. And even if it looks different to what everybody else is doing right now, maybe, maybe you're traveling while everybody else is sitting at home. Oh, well, that's what, that's what abundance looks like to you. And that's what you've been instructed to do. So you do what you've been told to do and you walk in your blessing because our paths are different. We're all headed towards source. We're all headed back to, to our creator but we're all going to take different paths to get there. So sometimes I think about what the Bible says, like, oh, you know, the gate to heaven is narrow and all of this stuff. Mm, narrow for who? Mm, like my path is, maybe it's narrow because the path only serves you as the individual. So it's not meant to be one that bare people are on. So that's why it's narrow. So that's another interpretation of that. But don't overly focus on the ways that you weren't loved in your childhood or you weren't provided for in your childhood or maybe that you weren't shown all of the things that you could have the potential of your greatness you weren't really it wasn't reflected back to you in your childhood don't focus on those things because they just serve to kind of give you the lessons that you needed not that anyone should have to like learn through suffering but you know they, they served and they gave you the lessons that you needed so you could show up in the world as who you are now, but it comes to a point where you have to be like, you know what? That's enough. I now know that I'm deserving. I'm deserving of a stable relationship. I'm deserving of all of this abundance. I'm deserving of financial stability. I'm deserving of, um, you know, exploration. I'm deserving of friends. I keep saying that because the four of wands is at the bottom of the deck, um, of the card 
deck that I'm using. So the four of wands is there saying that ultimately deep down under the surface, what we want is stability. What we want is foundation. What we want is to know that we belong and that somebody in this world cares about us. We're hoping unconditionally, but we know that with humans, it comes with conditions, but the person that can care for us unconditionally is ourself. So we have to trust that when the blessings come, we don't talk, talk it down. Like own it is own it girl you just own it because your body's on fire don't let your body be on fire please um so um the card that comes out from the spiritual seasoning for the soul um oracle card deck because it's sold out big up all of you two slaps on all of you lot's chest um the 444 cards sold out um i was only instructed to sell 444 that doesn't mean that i have 444 cards i've got a little bit more but it's actually good that i had a little bit more because i always like to prepare for stupidity and there was a stupidity on the part of the manufacturers so i was prepared for that so it was great i had um extra decks anyway but thank you to everybody that went and bought um um an oracle deck i i really really appreciate you and the love is immense from my end like may everything that you touch be a blessing onto you like may you never know sickness may you never know untimely death may you never know longing for things for your entire life that never come to fruition all you'll know is abundance all you know is blessings thank you so so much for everybody who purchased that card um, the Oracle card deck and especially the, you know, all the people that had the first deck as well. Like you've been on this journey with me. The second, uh, well, the next thing I feel like I'm going to be doing is the tarot deck, a 78 card tarot deck, but that's going to take me a really long time. Possibly, possibly it's going to take me a really long time because, um, I want to take all of the individual photos for each of the decks. So that means I have to compose them, like get the composition right and make sure the energy's right. So really, really study each tarot deck and the history of tarot to make sure that it looks how it should, you know, how it should look while still bringing my energy. And so people said, oh, you know, the, the swords, uh, you know, the swords, um, suits will be straws and I said exactly queen of queen of straws will be instead of the swords so there'll be different things there and I really want Peckham to be part of the aesthetic as well so if I have like the wands energy I just imagine having roadmen on the deck as well on the car <laughs> because if we're talking about entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit you know if we're talking about entrepreneurial <laughs> If we're talking about entrepreneurial spirit, we have to have the road men there because oh, they've right. made something from nothing. So the king of wands will be the king of roads. Like, you know, I've got I've got to work it in there, but you know, I I'll get it in. But anyway, from the spiritual seasoning for the soul, a card a deck we got nothing real ever fades away do you know what is truly real in your life and that just goes to cement this the illusions that you have that you're not worthy that's what they are illusions because the reality is the truth forget re- even the term reality because ugh, the truth of the matter is you are a divine being you are a divine spirit like you are literally a a speck of divinity that's having this experience that is what's real that is what that can never change who is looking through your eyes right now who is the who is the being looking through your eyes at this very moment taking this life in that that is you that is that's you that's the essence that's you not the not the thing that then starts to overthink it and starts to categorize everything but no go deeper than that go back 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 
Who is the being looking through you, looking through your eyes at this moment? That is who you truly are. Anything that you're seeing on the outside, you know, that is what it is. That can change. That can shift and change, you know? So it's bearing that in mind um, that that's what matter. And that's what matters, that the real things are not necessarily the things that you can hold with your hands, you know? The real things are, are their energies, that that's what we should be focused on then the card that comes from the caroline miss deck the archetype deck is queen and it says light attribute radiates the regal feminine uses her benevolent authority to protect others shadow attributes becomes arrogant when authority is challenged controlling and demanding and this is an energy actually that i watch myself for because i've i'm always told like always remain um humble always remain gracious so always show gratitude and always show humility because to whom much is given much is expected yeah and i know that i need to check myself um constantly because even when people move mad i know that i need to watch how i move in return so for instance i went to go and have my um wig done so I got this wig from um, Gina, Gina Knight wig designs because Gina's a babe, Gina Knight. So I ordered this, my second wig from her, my second unit, as you lot like to call it. And I saw this color on her, this kind of copper uh, color on her when she took a picture. And I said, I need that wig. And I've actually been messaging, DMing Sadiq, sending him pictures like, I want this wig. I need to get this wig. What do you think? So I'd always known that I wanted this wig for my birthday. Like this is the look that I wanted for my birthday. Even if I go nowhere um, on the day, I just know that I need this wig on my head. That's what I want. So I went and had um, this wig installed and... oh. The experience actually soured, you know, I'm glad I had it done um, like before my birthday, way before my birthday, like a few days before my birthday. Because if I'd done it like the night before or on the day, I know I would have been pissed off. Like I would have been, it would have ruined my day. So they specify that you need, you need to drop this wig off um, two days before your appointment um, because they need to get it ready or whatever. So I've dropped the wig off. I'm surprised, but nothing's been asked of me. Like there's no pictures taken because I guess you want to match my skin tone or whatever, but none of that happens. So, right, cool. So my appointment's at nine, um, two days later. So I being typical me, I'm there at eight 53, you know, I get dropped off by my partner. I'm outside the shop, eight 53. It is pissing down fam. It is the rain. The wind is a mad thing. Luckily there's a little kind of, um, shop overhead like alcove thing so i'm standing under there um, but the rain is still splashing towards me so i'm standing outside and i'm a bit worried because the shop's not open so i'm like mm, well you know i would expect that you'd already be there or maybe they're at the back right. something mm-hmm. so i'm about standing there the shop about 10 minutes before right mm-hmm. so i'm waiting waiting three minutes past nine i get a call from the from the stylist or whatever and they're like oh hey i'm just running 10 minutes behind schedule um i'll see you soon okay no no that's your maths is off you're not running 10 minutes behind you're running at least an hour behind because you should have been here before i got here we shouldn't be arriving at the same time. So what? And now watch you switch on the electricity. Turn, turn everything on. Turn everything on and get everything ready. And then it'll be freezing as fucking there as well. So the whole process, like the whole store opening process will take someone, a normal person around 15 to 20 minutes right. to get everything sorted the way you need it sorted. And also you want the store to be in a position where you're happy for people to come in and see it. Right. 
but no so you you're right and i know in black people language that you're not running three and yeah 10 minutes that, that yeah. 10 minutes is probably an extra 20 now my problem is is the, the time at which she's sent the message you told she called people, at three at three minutes past the hour right and i know it sounds like we're being extra yeah a couple minutes but no you tell people before the time even if it's two minutes before yeah that you're going to be late you're not after the time and says yeah i'm going to be late no you are late already you're late already right, so what so. do you mean 10 minutes behind schedule so does that mean that you'll come at 13 minutes past or does that mean you'll come at seven minutes past because you've already used three minutes of your lateness <laughs> so i and if you know me i fucking hate lateness like if i've ever been late to even meet someone i don't think you understand how much i beat myself up inside i fucking hate when people aren't punctual this is why at the studio it really grinds my fucking gears when people are coming for a class and then they um they're late they'll go oh but i was only three minutes i was only 10 minutes i was only 15 minutes late why wasn't i let in you weren't letting because you were late. Yeah, but I paid my money. So, so the fuck what? You're late. If you paid money, that's more incentive for you to get there on time. Right. And you shouldn't be getting there, especially in the age of Korokoro. You shouldn't be arriving when the class starts. You should have arrived like 10 minutes before because you need to get changed for the class to start at the time. Right. It's not you arrive at the time. The class starts at that time. You need to give a bit more time for social distancing. Right. So then, and it really, really pissed me off because when we people talk about support black businesses, support black businesses, some people really think that they're doing you a fucking favor. So black women, the the two people that I've actually come to like loggerheads with, if that's what you call it, are black women when they've been late to my class. One was 25 minutes late. She's pressing the buzzer, pressing the buzzer to a twerk class. You're not coming in because you're late now. Sending an email. I'm so disappointed. This is not the service I expected. Fuck you. Fuck we you, fam. You I expected you to be on. You're interrupting. You. You're selfish because now you're interrupting. Well, I couldn't find a place. That's not my fucking problem because I've put up pictures on the website, on everywhere to show you where you need to go. I've even written the description that it's right by this salon. It's next door to this salon. So when you're by the salon, then you're there. Right. So even for people like me who aren't good with street names or anything like that, you just look at, you're looking for landmarks. Right. And which I've given you, but now you're like, oh, well, I'm disappointed. So rare, 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 rare. And I think they even tweeted one time when uh, my Instagram got deleted. Everyone knows that I've got an issue with Kelechi, but, um, or me and Kelechi don't see eye to eye, but she, she doesn't deserve for her page to be, what, what are you doing? Don't piss off. Fuck off. Fuck off. As if it's, as if, as if it's karma that came and got you. Right. Because you didn't get let into a class. Fuck off. No, and I, they I'm really expect that. that. They really, really expect that of you. And then so recently somebody else did similar. She's like, oh, but I was already calling um, 15 minutes before the class to find out where I needed to go. And, um, and nobody answered the phone. So, so you still, so wait, you were on the street and it took you 15 minutes to, to find 161. You were on the street, you were on the road, but it still took you 15 minutes to walk to the, you're something, a liar. It doesn't add up. Right. So it's either you were calling to say that you were going to be late. Or you weren't going to be there on time. Yeah. She, Regardless. You, you weren't going to be there on time anyway. And then, the only thing I can give her in that position is that she called ahead. Yes. Just like we, just like we agreed. Right. Call ahead, that's totally fine. Cool. But I think it's always different because I think for something like a class, like, you're gonna you're gonna get all the girls to stand in the position. You're gonna say, okay, girl, girls, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go do this and today. So if you come five minutes, even three minutes late, you're totally off. Off everything. And with that many people in the class, how do you expect the teachers to just come to you and say, okay, yeah, it's not like school, right? You know what I mean, you don't get that time. You've got limited time. Other people are paying for that teacher's time. Exactly. 
Exactly. Other people paid the same way you did and they still found it. Other right. people are coming from the for their first time the same way you are and they found it. So what happened to you? And also, if you were truly on that street, you would have seen other people walking to the studio. So common sense, it's not it's not a busy street. Yeah. So you would have seen people coming, coming, and they would have been walking in the same direction. So you're a liar. I don't believe that you were there. But either way, I've got to do this whole customer service. I don't believe the customer's always right. And I've always said that on this podcast, but I've got to kind of calm myself and let you do what you're doing so she's emailed i'm really disappointed and the teacher was rude to me they always love saying the teacher was rude when they're not let in yeah the teacher was rude to me and didn't let me in i know the teacher you're talking about and they don't have it they don't have it in them to even be rude they just told you that you're not coming into the class so she sent this message two minutes later she's jumped onto google reviews she's left a one-star review for the studio i was late and they didn't let me in and they were very rude to me but after you've done that it's when you've emailed me for me to rectify what's happened to you after you've after you've left me a fucking one-star review you fucking cunt it just makes it worse that you've even commented I was late I was late and you don't know what that how detrimental that is to somebody's business and I understand that everybody's on a different journey in life and you know some things could be going on in her life and she's taking it out on the studio and she doesn't want to take ownership of the fact that she was late so she has to project it onto somebody else but you're messing with my business something that I put my heart and soul into and the fact of the matter is in every email that you receive from the studio it says if you are late you're not coming into that class Simple. there's it's no not, ten, there's, there's no this is no surprise no there's no longer a 10 minute grace period you're just not coming in yes, period it, it's it done small print it was it was very when was you sign the wa- when you sign the waiver because you cannot attend the studio unless you sign so that waiver it says even in that if you are late you're not your 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 credit is forfeited and you're not it's, there's no rescheduling happening and you signed it so then i had to see the review and still respond to her and say here's a screenshot of the waiver that you signed saying that you are aware that if you are late you're not coming into the class you've explained that oh you called beforehand and blah 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 and the phone call wasn't answered you're credit on this occasion has been reinstated so you can use it for another class but god let me see the god that will let you step into that studio after you've gone and left the one star review unless you're going to go back and you're going to change that fucking review because you know the only other person that left the one star review that white woman that cried when i told her to get off the pole because she was doing something that she shouldn't be doing yeah so every time i put a boundary in place as a black business owner regardless you other women come and you try and fuck it up and then you're trying to bring down the estimations of the studio i think that that's disgusting i think think it's nasty and because of that this is why when i had this experience i didn't go and leave them a review but i said i'm definitely going to talk about it on the podcast and i'm not going to mention the name of the place i went to go and have my my um, wig installed but i still do need people to know that it's fucked that these things happen and even when i tweeted about it I'm going to talk about it on a podcast. Um, what is it? Some um, person tweeted back at me and they were like, oh, but maybe because we interact with white businesses, usually we hold black businesses to higher esteem and we're more critical of them. I said, no. no. Because being on time, being on time is not even a standard. Right. <laughs> like, so sorry. I, get, I, I you know what it is? In, 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 in a certain light, I understand what she's I saying. I understand. That's what I said. I but said, not in this, not in this situation. Not to be on time. No. And I had to That's say- something that black businesses or black business owners should get right from the first that's the very first thing you get basic right basic 101 and it's customer service even when you mentioned to me because i was a little bit surprised when you mentioned to me that you went to a store to do your hair because you know nowadays girls are going to the actual houses of the hairdressers yes to go and do it so you think that if you've you know if your business i guess has boomed to this point where you can at least afford a store yeah that your customer service would be on point right 
because they love building. They love they love putting in their clauses when you're booking. If you're late, we're gonna put an extra charge. What if, if you're late, what happens if you're late? That's what I want to know because yeah. it's the same with the studio. I tell you to get there on time, but in the few occasions that my for for one reason or other my teachers haven't been on time or haven't been where they needed to be, I've given you an extra class. Really? I've emailed and I've said sorry and I've and I've tried to rectify that and I've also let the teacher know don't fuck don't with do me because yeah. that's my name that you're putting on of the line. Course, don't fuck with me and they understand that and everyone patterns up accordingly so i know what needs to be done to fix something i remember i went to go and teach a pole hen party and i had to hire out another studio because they couldn't travel all the way to me or whatever the fuck and i had to hire out a studio in central london to be able to teach the hen party i don't know what was up with that day i left the house an hour early you know to get to the party everything my uber was just and there was no way and i couldn't get tube because there was the mad delays and everything was just fucked so i was like 40 minutes late mm. to the actual hen party so i'd been in that uber for about an hour 40 minutes Jeez. so it was just absolutely fucked but i got there and i said to them i paid to um, extend the studio time because luckily it was available i asked them if they would mind us continuing and doing yes, whatever yeah. and then i and then i refunded them all the money that they paid me for the party Oh, wow, so they got a free hen party. They got a free hen party. And when I told mummy, mummy was like, Kelechi, is there something wrong with you? No, 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 you don't refund them because you, you, you still taught the party at the end of the day. No. I said, nah, I give the money back because that's not what we agreed. Those yeah. weren't the terms the that right we thing. agreed. And they also need to know that I'm willing to give you all of your money back because I don't roll like this. I never, ever have this happen to me. So I know that it's not going to happen again. So I'm willing to take the hit. And I bet you, I bet you just in terms of the, just in terms of the service that you provided, those girls were- They, they had the them, best time. And if they, if I asked them about that day, they wouldn't remember that you were late. Right. Because I need to make sure that I give you the experience that you have, uh, that you came for. Yes. And so, the refund was just a cherry on the top. It was like, oh my God, I'm going to get the money back. They're right. Static. Right. Like, and they will book you again. Right. And they did. So, so I know what I need to do to fix everything. I'm the kind of person I was going through a fucking miscarriage and I was still messaging people while I was in the room bleeding. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to rebook your party because blah, 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 because I was meant to teach the party, you know, that Sunday. So I take professionalism very very seriously and i'm not talking about the white capitalist sense i'm talking about you know as a black woman what i would expect from a business if i were to step into there and so you're now having me wait out in the rain i didn't hear sorry i didn't hear sorry at any point in that very very quick phone call so it's raining the wind is blowing the rain in my face i'm standing outside it's cold so i'm i'm on the phone to mommy now mommy's like go and sit in a cafe and wait instead of waiting outside and i'm gone now i need to go spend money to go and sit in a cafe to wait for you. So I've gone to sit in a cafe and I'm like, well, she'll surely call when, cause I said to her, I'm outside. Mm -hmm. So I thought she'll surely call when she arrives and she sees that I'm not standing outside in the fucking rain. Mm -hmm. So I've gone inside um, the cafe now and no call, nothing. So I had like 20 something past. I think to myself, you know what? Start walking back towards the salon, across the road back towards the salon because if she's not there, I'm going home. Mm -hmm. So I'm walking now, as I'm getting to the front door, she called, hey, where are you? where i said okay fine. i said i said i went to sit in a cafe i'm now walking back and then i've gone inside and they're grinning the one that's going to be styling the hair and the owner i imagine they're both looking at me again no sorry nothing nothing so i'm just like hmm do you want a tea or coffee i said no because i had one at the cafe while i was waiting i'm setting you up to apologize right. however passive aggressive you might find it, i'm setting you up to apologize because you don't leave people waiting like that mm -hmm. so Okay. Let's reset the tone. Let's reset. Day. No, nothing. Can I take your coat? All right, there you go. So sit down now. 
they wander off. Nobody's explained to me, because again, you have to explain to people the process. You can't just assume that I get this done all of the time, especially not with the amount of money that I've paid you to have this thing done. So she's walked off. They've walked off together, gone for ages, come back. Someone puts um, like a cotton pad near my head. Like it looks like they're trying to get the color of my forehead to match. Yeah. And then, yeah, for the net and they've wandered off again. So why did I need to bring the um, the wig two days before if it looks like that's what you're actually doing now? They sounded so unprepared. It was It's one of those ones where you could tell that obviously they do it a lot. They do, yeah. they do hair a lot. They definitely yeah. know what they're doing, but they were unprepared in terms of their normal process. Right. In terms of the normal process. So you're going out and it's clear that I'm getting some kind of apprentice, but okay, fine. So, you know, she's gone she's gone and tinted 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 and she's come back and she's placed it on my head and i've gone mm, i don't think that that's quite the right color i think it needs to be a bit deeper i haven't i haven't put the wig fully on yet like when it's on then we'll know <coughs> that um what color it is and if it is still too light then i'll put some foundation <coughs> okay all right thank cool thanks cool so off she goes again comes back and then uh the thing is, like, your hairline's sort of low. So, like, I'm going to have to move a, the wig a bit forward. I was like, forward to where? Where? Is it going to be sitting on my eyebrow? Like, I don't... Is it, it going to look odd? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't... I no, don't. she was smoking weed. <laughs> she sounds like she was smoking weed that day. I, I don't know. And also, like, you've got sideburns. So, like, um, when I put it, like, I don't... Yeah what do you think I should do with this one? And she's turning to the other um, woman, the one who I think runs it and it's her business. Is there another she, customer in the store at this point? An influencer's arrived now. I, to me, it seems some white girl that wants to have a weave done. So she's focused on doing her hair and they're having a big old conversation about that. So I'm just there seething now because all of this could have been sorted when you asked me to drop my wig two days ago but okay cool whatever and i hate that whole thing of like oh how your your how you look or who you are is the problem it's the same when you go to nail shops and they tell you your nail bend what do you mean my nails bent like you saw the shape of my nail before you started applying the acrylic so how you now going to see the finished result and now tell, tell me, me what I, the problem is so I was just like, okay, cool. Let's just do what we need to do and whatever. So um, she started to apply the glue to the front of the wig now or to the front, to the lace. And she started to apply the, um, and also you have to come. It's one of them ones where you have, you can have your um, hair braided down when you arrive, but you have to come with your hair already washed and blow dried before you arrive. And to me, that doesn't make you a hairdresser. I'm really sorry. As far as I'm concerned, if I have to do all of that before arriving to you, then I don't know what you are. I remember the days following you to the hairdressers or following mommy to hairdressers and you would, you would literally go as you, as you woke up. And right. And they would do everything. And they'll do, but now it's not. You should go and do half somewhere else and then come and do the rest strange. with them. So very strange affair. So, um, so she's applying the glue now and she's going, Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst kind of. Uh, look, are you? And then the other girl looks over and she's like, "Oh." go and use the other glue the other glue so you've been using the glue that you don't usually shouldn't be using on my oh, head but i'm oh. not going to say anything so she's going to go the other glue and she's applying it now she's applying it and she's like i hate this glue you know are you sure this is the one that you want me to use i hate this glue because i don't ever think that it sticks properly oh uh, i'm paying you i'm paying <laughs> you i'm paying you money and you are not sure oh my god i'm telling you nah. so at that point i now speak and i'm like how long should this last on for on my head? Like, um, depends if like you've got oily skin, but if you don't have oily skin, then it should last for a little bit. How long? How long? Um, about a week. 
And I was like, okay. I just hate the glue because I've put like six or seven coats right now and it's not staying, like it's not holding down. She's doing this on your skin? On my skin. And pressing, pressing, and then that one comes over and she's like trying to get it to stick. And she was like, oh, it does stick, it does stick. Just hold it here and do look. But you've let me know that you don't even have faith in the product that you're putting on my fucking hairline. Again, I'm just watching, I'm watching because I was like, if I now blow, everyone would be like, oh, see, Kelechi's wild, Kelechi's rude. But I'm watching them thinking, I know, I have a feeling that you're both younger than I am, but... And you, I, I'm getting the feeling that you don't know who who I am, and that's not even in an arrogant way. Like you literally just don't know, mm-hmm. um, because there is. I think like there's a point where you have an idea of people, and you saw my name on the system, so you must have no. You just don't put the two and two together, right? Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing right now, this one, I don't know who she is and why you've got to fawn over her and make sure that she's cute. But someone sitting here has fifty eight thousand followers. If we're basing it on influencer, oh, yeah. influencer, someone sitting in your seat right now that just looks regular, degular has 58,000 followers um, on one platform. And this is what you are doing. This is what you pull from your heart. To give right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's now being stuck on and they're like, oh, um, how would you like it done? Would you like it left in its natural state, the hair, or would you want it straight? And I said, oh, I think I want it a bit curly. I want it like waves. Oh, that's going to be an extra charge. On top of the service you received today. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, 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 okay, fine, sure, cool. Do it. Cool, let's do that then. That's Let's do that then. <laughs> cool. But to me, it's the cheek of my experience so far and you want to now ask for that money on top but fine you can you can have it it just shows that they have gotten away with that so much they don't even see a problem they don't see a problem with it because their target audience they're the people their demographic the sort of girls that they will have come into the store the girls have prepared themselves for that oh they have to be a bit late or for people to not really know what they're doing. That is that is what people, that's that's literally what people have come to expect. So I genuinely feel like the bar is quite low. It's very, very low. And I hate that it's that low. And for me, as somebody that work, goes out of their way to um, patronise black owned businesses, like you all hear how I rant and rave about Pendulum Massage, um, Leona Nicole Black as a tarot therapist, you know, my therapist, like my, you know, like the, my actual psychologist, my therapist, and how I talk about them. Like if somebody is giving me great work, I tell you all about it. And I really, and why I mentioned that when the Queen Archetype Tarot deck came, a tarot card came out, is because I'm aware of the power that I have in certain situations. And if I wanted to be bad mind, that's when I would have said, oh, the name of the place is this. I've tried to avoid giving any signifiers as to where that place actually was, because I'm not trying to fuck up your business. But at the same time, I should be able to talk about the fact that that was shit, absolutely fucking shit customer service, like mm-hmm. absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that, and if it even saves them, it's the fact that the hair came out really nice. But you see, the thing is, you told me that it did and I didn't even know because I did, I had such a crap experience that I didn't even think that it sits the way that I would have wanted it mm-hmm. to sit because nothing was explained to me, like how anything should be done and whatever else. And I ended up buying like some extra glue and remover um, when I was leaving. And even then they were like really trying to work out how much they should give me as change or whatever. And I don't know if they, that, that, that then meant that they finally discounted, but they were really counting when it came to that point. Mm-hmm. And I just felt disappointed. Like I've paid this amount of money and this is the service I've received because what did you really really what did you do it's, it's I'm lucky that it's a spectacular wig by Gina yeah. because otherwise what would we be dealing with right I think now that's, that's another thing that made it easier for them because if it wasn't a wig that needed some work yeah 
if it was a wig that needed some work, then that would have been there would have been some issues. But luckily, it was a good quality wig. All they needed to really do is place it on your head. Literally, surely. for the amount of money I paid, they were literally just placing this wig on my head. It's just it's sad. I think we we it's definitely an in house conversation to be had. You know, just like why our professionalism and the our customer service kind of just dips a bit, especially yeah. and I think it also it dips even more when you see someone that. Or when business owners see someone that is they feel is relatable to them. Yes. So then you start, you get overly friendly, you become yep. overly familiar. And, and you know what? Sometimes overly friendly works. Because even white people, when you go into their businesses, they're a bit overly friendly. Yeah, yeah. But there's still that element of professionalism of that, like, this can go, yeah. you know I mean? This can go another way. This can go left. So... And it's only overly friendly when they're not giving you 100% the service that you deserve. And yeah, that's so why I don't like it. it. Yeah, because they want you to, uh, to, let it, to let it slide. I've never had that with Pauline. I've never, you know... Let me tell you, when I talk about excellent service share and why I'll always ride for my therapist, Emma, there was one session I had with her and um, I thought that the session was fine. I didn't think that there had been anything, the issue. And I was just, you know, talking, talking away. And in the next session I came in, before I could start talking, she said, I want to apologise for last week's session. And I something happened just before you came in. And so I don't think that I was fully focused on you during our session. So I just want you to know that this session is free. Oh. That's a real one because I didn't even clock. That she wasn't there. Uh, that she wasn't, you know, fully present because yeah. I, I already came already hot. So I was just talking. I could have been talking to a fucking brick wall, yeah. but I just needed to get the stuff off my chest. Yeah. But she, in her experience of me, felt that she didn't meet me where she should have met me. And in the next session, she was just like, I want to make up for that. Here you go. Wow. And that's integrity. That, on a different level. And I, I think there's some aspects of that where it's like, she must enjoy your sessions as well. Yes. Bit. It must like, oh, yes. Gosh, looking forward to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> she must be. And that's why that's I always great. big her up everywhere because to me, that's integrity. That's when you know, like, you if know. There was not, there would have been no way for you to find out. No. How would you know that she wasn't all the way there? She, and she, because it sounds like she was giving you her same face, her same Same face, yeah. Yeah. So she was, she's just like a robot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I think that those things matter. So this is not me bashing black businesses because I've talked about it extensively on here, the range of black businesses that I love and I, you know, and I enjoy. But when I have shit service like that, it really does make my blood boil because not a single sorry anywhere, anywhere. And so now the wig has been fitted. Like you said, like I had to come to you to be like, does this look right? Because I don't think that, am I meant to be able to just see the difference between this and that? And you were like, yeah, with no makeup on. Yeah, you should. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, um, really? So Beyonce walks around like this and you're like, yeah, with no makeup on, that's how it would look. With no makeup on, you've, you've, you can obviously see the lace a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just, mm. It just made me feel a bit down. I didn't. I didn't like it because I just thought. Fair mm. enough. I feel like if the service was where it was supposed to be, you would have had more faith that in in how you were supposed to. Exactly. Look. Yes. But I think because it it was just all over the place. It was just like, oh my god, what have they actually done to me? Yes. But I, like I say, it looks good. You know, you're gonna put some makeup on. You're gonna dress it up, and then that's that's what you wanted. You wanted it to be a dressy kind of look. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think you'll be fine. So anyway, that was a long-winded way of um, doing the tarot, but basically saying to you that, um, yeah, I, I'm i aware of my queen energy and we should all be aware of our queen energy. Like I didn't bat them up in the store. I just kept it cute. I left. 
yeah I paid them their money paid them their full money that they asked for and I left I didn't go and write a review about it because I just thought you know what I'm not going to go and do that to you because if I write that review if I post about you on Twitter if I post about you on Instagram that is the last wig that you will do but I don't want that for you I feel like everyone should have space to improve Mm -hmm. and some of you might ask okay well how are they going to improve because you haven't tagged them in anything you haven't emailed them you haven't done any of that I don't want to I'm just, I just know that I'll never come back to you. Yes. That's all. And your, your, how you improve will be through somebody else. Somebody else that will decide to help you up. They'll, they'll deal with you. you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you fuck up again. So I, I totally get that. I don't think it needs to be done from you. It doesn't need to start from you. No, you know I, mean? I just know that you will never see me again. Yes. Like you will, like your, your establishment will never see me again. Yes. And that's enough for me. That's and it. you should be able to visit these businesses like everybody else. You shouldn't have to go and think, oh gosh. I might have to get my 58,000 followers on you guys. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you should be able to go into places and not leave reviews. I just, you got me just experience it the way everyone experiences yeah, it. So. Yeah. And if that's what people are experiencing, then sad right. thing. But yeah, so we have to be very, very wary of how we're using our energy as well is what I was really getting at with that queen card. But in total, you know, the energy is just that we have to know that we are worthy of the things that we desire. And I feel like I was worthy of a good um, experience at the salon, which I didn't receive, but I knew that I shouldn't, I didn't need to go into spaces um, of my past, like my, my wounding as a child that made me feel like I'm unworthy. So I now need to lash out because oftentimes that's what happens. You know, we go back somewhere we're not in the present anymore and we start lashing out from somebody some somewhere else so i didn't want to give them that that kind of oh i'm gonna prove to you that i'm worthy and i'm gonna prove to you and i'm gonna show you with my followers that you fucking fucked with the wrong one no i'm not gonna do that with you i just won't see you again and i'll talk about it somewhere that i feel like i can talk about it without making it bait that it's your place and then keep it moving from there and you never know they might she might do be on twitter one day do a bit of scrolling she might think fuck this was this was the girl that we yeah. know you're like, they will they will probably want to start kicking themselves and then that's literally all it is I will, I'll expect them to reach out and just say oh I'm sorry all this and this and that 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 will be the most that's, that'll be the only way they can repair it yeah but sometimes did. people move mad and they're like oh you dragged me no I didn't I didn't yeah, mention you you don't know what dragging all Ugh, so I've well, just well, left dragging. it at that <laughs> but um that's it for the tarot anyway um so I will um, cut at this point and so we can big up our show sponsor, our first show sponsor this week, uh, which is Skillshare. So be right back. So baby, baby, babies. Um, the, um, this week's show sponsor, big up yourself, Skillshare. Um, just wonderful, wonderful people um, at Skillshare. Uh, we love you for sponsoring this episode. Um, Skillshare is an online learning com- community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. Um, some people are back outside, some people aren't. But for those who are still inside, for you know, um, and even if you are outside and you're just looking to like level up and do extra things, try different things, explore different things. Lots of important conversations are happening around the world about all the other ways that we can be creative and how we can express ourselves through our creativity. So Skillshare offers, you know, creative classes that are designed for real life and all the circumstances that come with it. So the, you know, the, the classes can help you stay inspired. They can just, you know, give you a whole different perspective on things. And it means that you also have access to a community of millions of people. Um, I am still working on my guitar whenever I get a moment. You know that already. I'm, I'm really trying to learn 
um, the guitar playing. But I know that there are other courses that I think that I will try as well because I, I mentioned um, that I want to try the Productivity Masterclass Principles and Tools to Boost Your Creativity or Boost Your Productivity taught by Ali Abdal. That looks really good. I mean, I don't know how much more creative I can be. Like at this point, I might just run for presidency with all of the things that I do. But um, yeah, so you've got um, a list of like different, different um, classes that you can take part of and they're all, you know, unique and wonderful in their own ways. Um, Skillshare, they try to offer you a membership that has meaning. So with so much to explore, real projects to create and you've got support of fellow creatives as well. It empowers you to accomplish real growth. Skillshare has classes to fit your schedule and skill level. And um, if you're a member, you get unlimited access to thousands of inspiring classes with hands-on projects and feedback from a community of like I said absolute millions um most classes are under 60 minutes which means that they're short lessons and they can fit around your lifestyle Skillshare is also incredibly affordable especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops so an annual subscription is less than ten dollars a month um and yeah explore your creativity at skillshare.com that's s-k-i-l-l-s-h-a-r-e.com forward slash s-y-m you know what the s-y-m stands for so that's skillshare.com forward slash s-y-m and the first 1,000 people to use our link will get a free trial of Skillshare premium membership so baby boys baby girls baby non-binaries you want to head over to skillshare.com forward slash s-y-m and um, get free access to thousands of classes for a limited time. So be one of the first thousand people to sign up at skillshare.com forward slash SYM as in suck your, you already know what the M is. Thank you. Okay, cool. Let's get to share your magnificence. All right. So share your magnificence this week. Um, Wonderful, wonderful times. I um, would like to read a letter from... Portia, let's start with Portia. I think that Portia's a baby girl and um, she writes in and I love um, reading her bits um, when they come in. I always kind of go for the names that are familiar and I should stop doing that. I should actually go and read everybody else's emails as well. Soz. Okay, so hi, Kalechi. Many happy returns to you. I hope you're having a blissful day. For Share Your Magnificence this week, I want to nominate myself. As I write this email, I'm celebrating my 27th birthday. Whoop, whoop. As I look back on the past, I'm extremely proud of myself and the achievements I've made. Things I've in large succeeded to, um, um, things I've in large succeeded due to the gems you drop on this podcast. I've made progress in my writing as well as my acting career and my docu-series Black Beyond America. I was lucky enough to do some acting work in this pandemic and I can't wait to share the details with you when the film comes out. I'm the most proud of the personal achievements I've made with the obstacles I faced socially. I was given ample reasons to give up and leave the country. Instead, I listened to my gut, tapped into the spirit guides and acted accordingly. Lockdown for me has mainly been a time of reflection, peace and self-exploration. While at first I was guilty for feeling this way during such chaos, I had to remind myself that the two can coexist. I can do my part to better the current climate while embracing the benefits of the boundaries I set to end chaos in my personal life. If this climate has taught me anything, it's that I can't continue to sleepwalk through this world. Shout out to Audrey from the receipts uh, for that line. Bop, bop, Audrey. Uh, I'm now the same age Brianna Taylor should have been this year and that's not something I take lightly now more than ever I remember the need to be the best version of myself while celebrating the achievements I've made thus far 
Speaking of, feel free to share my series Black Beyond America with your audience. I'm currently selling t-shirts to raise funds for season two and will be shortly releasing a new episode. People can find out more info at blackbeyondamerica.com. Anyone who wants to see my acting and writing work can do so on my Instagram, which is at Portia Bartley. Love a fellow South London Libra. Bop, bop, bop. Portia. Happy birthday. Two slaps on your chest. For being such a baby girl i appreciate you i still need to send you a deck of cards i know that you ordered a deck um which is i think you've now received it but um yeah i want to send you out an extra one as well so maybe you can gift it to somebody in la who needs it um she's in, LA. yeah yeah oh. Nice. Yeah, so I'll send you. I'll send you an extra deck out as I well. Have, I would have sung Happy Birthday, but I don't sing for free. <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of like just do the first two lines and then kind of stop it. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Portia. Happy belated birthday, baby girl, and thank you so much for all of your support. And I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful time. And yeah, I'll get that extra deck out to you. I'll message you um, about that later on. Um, and then my next um, share your magnificence. Let's see here. Dear Kalechi, happy, happy birthday. I've loved seeing the way you continue to flourish. Come see range. Come see poise. Ooh. Come see empress energy. I cannot explain the joy I felt when I saw you in your regalia from your recent photo shoot. It reminded me of where you were on, when you were on Sophie Hagen's podcast and you said you would always be at the front line of the revolution. So the mirroring of the French revolution and the photo shoot was truly beautiful. I also had to laugh again about silly so-and-so say, um, saying that you're not a household name and how you have been proving them wrong week after week. LOL. These people are not even the biggest name in their own household. <laughs> <laughs> Sadiq has been a lovely addition to the podcast. Through your interactions, you can see how grounded your relationship is. And I have to show my own brothers, our age mates, when will we marry? Honestly. <laughs> Share, for my share your magnificence um i would like to nominate the cast of i may destroy you Woo! michaela did that the fact that it's a fictionalized version of what happened to her amazing as a survivor i am often conflicted by the images of the defiled angel that was so, once so pure we are all conflicted and that one doesn't invalidate our pain i love how flawed arabella is and i can see a lot of the coping mechanisms i have employed and papa esiedu sir amazing the way he graces our screens with a layered and divergent um divergent characterization of something that is still very taboo and misunderstood wow i've also watched him as hamlet for rsc on bbc iplayer and i rec and i encourage everyone to watch it just the mise-en-scene is amazing he ate that role all the way up now as you would say onto the fuckery where to start with this fuckerman is the uh, mishandling of COVID for me. Is the plans to ship off asylum seekers to former colonies for me. Is the deliberate gaslighting and constant inhumanity for, for me. me. <laughs> I really cannot. There is so much to be said and to be angry about that all I can do is request and vote, um, uh, request a vote for this fuckerman um, stocked only with straws and their mothers. <laughs> I'm sorry if I rambled. Happy birthday again. Love and light, Charmaine. Thank you so much, Charmaine. Thank you. Two slaps on your chest for a hilarious letter. I appreciate that from you. Um, yeah, next letter. 
Okay, this one is from, uh, let me see. Hello, Kalechi, me again. Uh, this week, I would like to nominate you for Share Your Magnificence. My beautiful cards arrived yesterday and I can't stop looking at them. They are so well designed and feel expensive, especially with the gold edging. I want to say how thankful I am for the use of neutral language when referencing God, godly figures. I find often with the kind of gentrification, commercialization of spirituality, we see it can often be geared at a white Christian perspective, which as a Jewish person does not really resonate with me. And it can be difficult to see as um, commercial spirituality often draws on Kabbalistic um, uh, teachings, but does not recognize the origin. I know you have previously spoken about people appropriating aspects of African and Caribbean spirituality too. So I just want to say a massive thank you to you for creating these beautiful cards that are accessible to all religious backgrounds. I'm so happy to have managed to grab them as I missed out on the original affirmation card deck. So I will treasure these even when they are dragging me mercilessly. I wish many blessings on you and your family and hope you keep well spiritually, physically and mentally. Grace. Thank you, Grace. Thank you. Two slaps on your chest. So that's, uh, those are all the letters for Share Your Magnificence. I'm actually going to cut to a wonderful interview I did with Davina Hamilton, who is the author of a children's book, um, a range of children's uh, children's books, actually. There's one that's Lev's favourite, which is called uh, Riley Can Be Anything, that I read to Lev often. And um, Davina Hamilton also has a new book out by now. Um, It would have come out on the 3rd of October called Ella has a plan so we can all support her I love the fact that it's black children that are the protagonists in these um, stories you know they're the central to the narrative and I think we should all be buying these books for our children not every day seeing um, Ben and um, Millie all the time in the um, stories like let's make sure that we get in our children a range of books and I just she didn't ask me to do this honestly I she emailed me about the book obviously but when she emailed me about the book I actually thought to myself would you like to come on the podcast and let's talk about you know the book and let's talk about your journey so far as a black author and making you know these illustrated children's books so yeah i hope you enjoyed davina as much as i did and i'll cut to it now um i've i've experienced your work from um riley can be anything okay it was one of the (laughs) it was one of the books that was gifted during my baby shower when i was having my son and it's one of his favorite books like it's it's just wonderful and I as an actor I get my absolute life from mm-hmm. doing all of the different voices from doing Joe's voice oh, wow. my <laughs> voice and the teacher's voice I'm like yes <laughs> this is me this is my calling I would love so, to hear that I'd love to hear your voice <laughs> <laughs> see you sometime just jump on zoom randomly and start reading you the story <laughs> um no so it's just truly wonderful so when I heard that you have another book out now coming out now um, Ella has a plan I, I just thought this is you know this is great because between um, Riley can be anything you have another Riley a book as well yeah Riley knows he can yes mm. and um so you're self-published yeah um I say independently published because it's actually okay. through the Ella Riley group which is my husband's company so we're a bit of a, okay. a bit of a duo really so I mean in many ways you know self-published works in that it's you know we work together but it's not mm-hmm. um if we're being specific about it it's I, an independent I, yeah yeah it's an it's an independent outfit so um so yeah it's very much so we are you know I am still quite hands-on so it is it is self in that respect but um it's not it's not self-published because I haven't published them it is through his company 
Yes, and the, what was the moment that kind of helped you to kind of come to that decision that this is something that needs to be out there? These are the stories that need to be out there. And this is the way that we go about it because you mentioned being hands-on. And I think that that's important when we are putting our stories out there. But what was that journey like for you? Um, for me, I think it just felt very natural it was quite an authentic move I mean don't get me wrong in the initial stages I mean I, I came from journalism so kind of mm -hmm. the, the literary world was a little bit I, I only knew it from the outside in terms of speaking with authors and things like that so when I started I um you know I approached a few literary agents and of course it was oh you know thanks but no thanks not really looking for that you know at this time and so on mm. So, you know, it became a little bit disheartening, but at the same time, it was all so new to me. So I just felt like maybe maybe there's another way to do it. And that's when, um, you know, my husband decided, let's just put them out through, you know, through his company. So basically that's an arm of his company now publishes my book so that we've just been able to do it independently. And I'm just, I'm really proud of everything that we've achieved um, just as a very small independent unit and um, it, it's just allowed me to be hands-on it's allowed me to tell the stories that I've wanted to tell without too much um, influence or instruction or anything like that and it's just um, it's just been nice they've been a, a labor of love they've um, you know it's been it's been a joy to just get them out there it's it's a it's a step away from journalism it's you know it's the same but different in terms of I'm still able to write which is what I've always enjoyed um, and yeah, here we are, very proud of all that we've achieved so far. So then we, 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 have, um, we have Riley and then Ella came about. Was there a reason that you were just like, okay, we're not gonna have a third Riley for now, we're gonna go to Ella's story instead? First and foremost, it's because um, Ella is my daughter, Riley is my son. And I think after, not, not I think, I know, after doing, <laughs> two, after doing two Riley books, it was well overdue. And she was just like, well, I'm going to get a story. So, um, you know, so first and foremost, that, that was the reason. And she, you know, Ella made her appearance in the second Riley book. She was integral to that story and that, you know, she helped Riley through, you know, some, some fear and nerves that he had about taking part in his school play. So because she had, you know, already made that debut, it kind of made it a more, um, an even more natural next move. But um, yeah, to answer the question, I, I had to basically. It was, <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Like, and I would have been like, look, mum, <laughs> I have yeah. had enough. Yeah, so she's got, she's got her book now. <laughs> nice. It's wonderful. And I think that as a mother, you um, kind of, putting them in um, you know putting your children into this form um you know being creative with you know their names and you know their, their existence in this way it's it's it is beautiful it's so so beautiful to me because that's another way i guess of like showing love mm -hmm. okay. so to me that's like another way of you know like showing showing love and is there after you know you've got the you know, children's books is are there any is there anything else that you're looking towards in terms of um adults and um, or are you firmly focused on like this is what i want to do for now yeah i think for now it's definitely where my heart is really i think again being able to do this independently kind of allows me to to do as i please so it's not it's not something that i've ruled out but for now i think i've kind of tapped into something that really I connect with just because I, I feel like the older I'm getting is the more I, I'm, to be honest, kind of starting to despair of my generation a little bit. And I just feel that, um, I mean, I shouldn't say that, not pessimistically, but I just feel like with children, mm -hmm. there's, there's the opportunity. There's an opportunity yes. to kind of, um, you know, 
get, you know, instill some values in them that kind of perhaps were lost with the older generation, kind of give them, they're, they're more of a blank slate. I think it's an opportunity to kind of let them see the type of imagery that will, you know, allow them to realize that diversity is normal. It's not, you know, we, we use it as this buzzword. And I think, mm. so, you know, in adulthood, I think a lot of people are probably tired of it. And, um, you know, we're, we're seeing the, the worst of some characteristics coming out in people now. And I just think that with, with children, there's that opportunity to kind of introduce them to, to what is very much normal for them anyway. So, you know, this being amongst different people, and that's what my, my books so far have tried to do, to just kind of normalize representation, um, black identity, and I think allowing children to see that, not just black children, but all children, it will just mm -hmm. kind of, it just normalizes it and hopefully will allow them to grow up without these kind of isms and, you know, the kind of things that, that seep mm. into the, the older generation. So for now, at least, I think children's books is, is where I'll remain, but who knows? Who knows what the future holds? That's the beautiful thing <laughs> about writing, isn't it? You, you could go anywhere. So we'll literally, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to, you know, to, to more stories. I think that they're wonderful and I definitely want the listeners to go out and, um, you know, support, support the books that are already, that we already have, but especially, you know, be there to support. Um, Ella has a plan because the premise is that um, they're having a party for Ella's mum's birthday right, um, yeah. and Ella's two cousins um, are squabbling and Ella's just like, no, 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 we're not doing this. Not today. Yeah. Not today. <laughs> yeah. And she has to... Yeah. <laughs> But not today. Not today. Like we we need to get this together and making people more aware or making um, you know, her cousins more aware that they have a lot in common. You know, mm -hmm. it's not just about focusing on differences. And when it was um the process of coming up with the premise for what Ella's journey would be, what led you to that? A lot of that again was to do with the the real Ella's character. She's quite um she's a kind-hearted person. She really isn't, she doesn't like conflict. She um, you know, she always wants to try and sort things out where possible. So it was again, that was quite authentic, really. Um it, it took what feels like such a long time to get the story together. It's like I had the title in my mind, but I was thinking, what's her plan actually gonna be? So that, that took a while. But you know, the idea of her um, you know, solving the problem, trying to fix it. Um, that I think that was just very much down to her as a character being that kind of person. So um, it made sense to kind of put that in book form that she would be the one to to try and um, sort things out. She'd she'd lean on the the elders in the family, try and get a little bit of guidance. Um, but ultimately, try and try and fix it, try and save the day all by herself. That's kind of pretty much how how Ella is. No, I I really, really, I just enjoyed it. It just made me smile. It was just lovely to kind of just read. And I love the form, you know, the rhyming couplets and how you put everything together. It's just feel good. It's just lovely. And it's something that I feel like every parent should have on their shelf the same way we have to have all of these other books, you know, or we go out and we're encouraged to have all of these other books that I feel like center you know, white children as the, you know, central narrative as the protagonist, it's great to have these stories. And I was, you know, on your website reading some of the wonderful things that you've written, but also looking at the myth that black books don't sell. Could you mm. expand on that a bit more? 
I think it's just something that we we hear so often, don't we? I mean, again, mm. even in, in my journalism capacity, speaking to so many people in, in different fields, it was very much this kind of concept that, you know, black whatever doesn't sell, you know, whether it's a film and you put the black person in the in the poster, it's not going to sell. And, and it's just, I, I don't actually know if this has ever been proven. It's just something that seems to have stuck throughout um, all of these industries. And it just, it just seems bizarre to me. I kind of think, you know, how on earth are we having so many authors and, um, you know, film directors and, and so many successful black people throughout so many industries who are doing well and they're living, they're surviving, their content must sell, it must work. So, you know, the, this idea that it doesn't, I think is, is a bit of a myth. So, uh, you know, for me, that's why I, I, I do what I do. And, um, my books sell so you know <laughs> I, meant to that. <laughs> I, know, I know other people's books sell um you know obviously as an independent author I'm not selling anywhere near the numbers as the you know the the big names uh, and that's that's fine but it's just kind of I'd, I'd want to dispel the myth that these books are not you know are, are not impactful they're not um you know they're not having an impact with people and I think for me as well in addition to sales it's about um I'm very much an advocate for independent publishing because I think that in the discussions about um, the publishing industry, which is, you know, it, it certainly has a, a long way to go in terms of representation. But I think while we are championing that, we must also champion the authors who actually are putting those books out there. And, um, you know, those authors, they their books won't be part of those statistics that say there are only X amount of books because they they are not recorded because obviously they're not published titles um, or rather they're not published by, by the big name publishers. Yeah. But they exist. You know, you only have to do Google searches to find these books. I have many of these books. And so that's why I think that we, if we're talking about diversity and expanding our children's bookshelves and, um, you know, making sure that we encompass black books as well, or rather, you know, books that feature black children, it's, um, it's not necessarily just what you can go into your bookshop and find. It's, you know, it's, mm. there's, a, there's a world of books out there that if we, you know, seek and we shall find, they, they exist. And I think that that's what we should be championing. Books across the board from all walks of life published or self-published you know children aren't really concerned whether it came from a major outfit or, or not so I think um yeah these these books I think should be championed all the way and that's what I I really try to do where I can and so for those who kind of rely on you know big publishers and their publicity teams and you know their publicity and marketing teams to kind of show them the books that they're looking for what advice would you give for them in terms of how they go about finding books such as yours like obviously I'm blessed to have people who have gifted me you know um, your books I'm just like oh wonderful I know where I'm starting but how are they going about what would you advise them to do in terms of empowering them to go out and find the books that they want to see Mm -hmm. I mean, really, the, the internet is the, the most powerful tool, really. I mean, there's so many, uh, there's blogs, there's podcasters, there's independent uh, Black-owned bookstores, there's, mm. uh, there's YouTube channels, there's, you know, several children now who are kind of Black children who are, um, you know, putting their own content out there, reading titles and things like that. So there's, you know, it's just, it, I think it's just about doing the right searches, kind of making the right connections. Maybe you have a friend who can point you in the right direction. But, I, you know, I would definitely start with searches of um, black owned bookstores, 
websites, publications, um, you know, podcasts, you know, or there's so many, so many outlets out there, so many people who are doing these things, bloggers, there are so many black bloggers, black book bloggers who, you know, mm. dedicate their time to kind of putting out the the work of, um, uh, you know, black authors and, you know, books that kind of feature black characters and diverse characters, it, it, it's really, it's out there, it's, and you really don't have to look too far. So I think if, you know, if, if the heart is willing, it's just, <laughs> it's, uh, it searches in the, in the right places and yeah, you'll find it. it's all out there. It's, it's totally true because once I, you know, started reading, I mean, I have so many um, books, even before Lev arrived, my son arrived, I've been collecting all of these books because it was important for me to have books where he could see faces that looked like his, um, where whiteness wasn't just the norm for him. Like he, he could see, you know, all of these explorations of um, various characters from various countries in the world, you know, ex and they're having everyday sort of stories, but that still feed into their blackness and so in, you know, in some shape or form. So I'm just, you know, I'm really, really enjoying that. And then I noticed that then I became exposed to other uh, amazing things that are happening, like Tata story time. Mm -hmm. And they were really um, reading, uh, Rinse Kenny was reading Riley can be anything. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that that was lovely that suddenly you start seeing all the different ways that, you know, this entire world, this entire community, that black books are being celebrated yeah, that we're not seeing. Yeah. Yeah. That you're not seeing in the in the in the mainstream. So I think once you actually do start your search, the nature of algorithms is that suddenly <laughs> you'll start seeing you'll start seeing more of it. Exactly. So yeah, no, I think that it's great. And you've um, touched on it um, you know, uh, in this conversation, but what is what is your hope? What is like your your hope what is your your the your dream for where we're going with all of this in terms of you know um black authors writing black creatives um and what you know what, what we're all doing collectively what is your personal hope for it all i think it's just it's just for it to continue as it is and become more and more normalized it's just uh, you know this idea that you have kind of certain books and then you have other like you know I don't I don't think our books need to be other they don't need to be niche they can be on the shelf amongst you know everybody else's books and that I think that is just my my hope and I, I certainly feel that we are moving in the right direction where that you know books that feature black characters and you know all diverse characters are you know mm. maybe we can get rid of this word diverse maybe we can just have books and you know in mm -hmm, amongst mm. these books we'll just see we'll see everybody, we'll see representations of everybody and that will be normalized. It's not gonna be kind of this massive concerted effort to kind of get books that feature black characters. It will just be normal. It will be as normal for a white child to pick up a book with a black character as it was for, you know, my generation to read books upon books upon books that feature white characters. It's just, it's just, you know, let's just enjoy books you know that that especially you know with children's books my my books aren't kind of they're not um they're not explicitly black in that you know mm -hmm. they're only for black children so that's what I want I want all children I, you know I want white children or rather all non-black children to be able to pick up a book like mine which you know I'm, I'm very grateful to say has happened and mm. just enjoy the story just as you know just as I enjoyed stories that didn't necessarily feature characters that looked like me but you know you kind of you just jump into the story and you, you enjoy it for what it is so yeah I hope we can just all get to a place where we enjoy literature we we enjoy and we also embrace these differences as well I'm, I'm kind of really against this whole idea of 
how children are colorblind. I just, I can't, I can't quite get my head around that. You know, children are very, very, they're very quick, aren't they? They notice yeah. exactly what's different between that person and that person. And I think that is fine. I think that is absolutely fine. For me, it's about embracing those differences, you know, acknowledging them, embracing, embracing them. And we move on, you know, that's it. You're, you've got this different, I've got that different. That's fine. But, you know, we're, we're all one. And I hope that's what books will do. It will allow us to kind of have a, perhaps have a, a an entry point into different people's worlds and um <laughs> without sounding cliche just help us all to to move towards getting along just to, you know getting <laughs> along a little bit better and, and and normalizing it normalizing um racial diversity and all you know our differences in in various forms yeah no i i totally i totally second that that and i think that that's literally um you know what i do enjoy like we're seeing black children going about everyday things everyday stories um and we need more of that and even in the everyday things like in other stories i've read they're doing everyday things but because they're somewhere else in the world and they're doing these everyday things we're then exposed to oh look at this fruit look at this vegetable look at this look at that look yeah. at this animal things that you know it's just about this is what's normal for this um you know this person this character it can be normal for you too like you are transported into their life and exactly. yeah and and yeah i just think it's great i love the illustrations I love them so much. I love um, Ella having like cute little braids and, uh, you know, how they go to the, like, it's, I, I just love how everything's depicted. What's the process like with your illustrator when, what's that kind of collaborative process like? It's great. I mean, she, she actually knew us for a long time. We knew each other for a while and I didn't realise that she was an illustrator. I had no idea. Mm. She was actually, she's a graphic designer and illustrator, um, Elena. Mm. So, um, yeah, at the point I asked her, would you consider doing the books? And she was like, yeah, sure. So she, so yeah, from Riley, um, she, she started there and, you know, I, I, I provide her with some imagery to say, I'd like it to look a bit like this and a bit like that. She knows us. So that's the great thing. So she kind of has a handle on what we look like um, and, and things like that. So, but yeah, it's great. So, um, you know, we both started together in, in England. Um, I, I'm not in England anymore. And actually she's not in England anymore either. So um, <laughs> But thankfully, with communication, we're able to still work together, you know, with email, WhatsApp and so on and so forth. And, you know, I just send her what I'm looking for and we'll go back and forth with sketches and so on and so forth. So, yeah, it's great. You know, I love where we are with technology so that we can continue to communicate and she can continue to, um, to, to you know, bring the stories to life because she you can't have one without the other. And she's really been fantastic, yeah. continues to be fantastic. So, yeah, I'm, I'm great. I really appreciate that. Um, the, the relationship that we forged there it's great yeah no it shows it shows um in the um you know in the finished product just looking at how um cohesive everything is like the story flows through the characters it flows through the expressions mm -hmm. and you know i love that other people pick up other readers pick up on that as well in the reviews they talk about how expressive the characters are and it just makes everything so fun and i find that even when my son's looking at the, um, you know, the pictures, he's so engrossed in what their faces are doing and what's happening. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I just, you know, want to say thank you. Thank you for putting a bit of joy back out there, putting, you know, there are different ways that we all go about, you know, making this world something better. And I appreciate, uh, Davina, that this is what you put out there to make the world, you know, that, that bit better. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> my eyes now. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so um, um, tell us uh, in terms of Ella has a plan, where are we finding it? When is it out? All of that stuff. So it's out on October the 3rd, which is actually um, the real Ella's birthday. So I thought let's Libra just, gang. Yeah, let's just, <laughs> let's just get it out. So um, yeah, October the 3rd, um, it will be out. It feels like it's been such a labor of love. But yeah, I'm excited to just kind of get it out there now. I'm really grateful that it has been well received so far. But yes, October the 3rd, it will be available. Um, and yeah, I just thank everybody for their continued support and um, I do hope it lasts because I really, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, long, it will, it will grow even, even more. Like we're picking up the momentum and it's, you know, <laughs> going to grow from there. So that's um, right. You've heard it all of the podcast listeners. Um, Ella has a plan would have come out on October the 3rd. Hopefully you're listening to this on my birthday, October 5th. Oh. So, go. <laughs> so jump online right now while you're listening jump online right now Davina and I watching you jump online right now and go and get yourself a copy and you know just celebrate in that just just that beautiful blackness celebrate with us in that but thank you so so much Davina for speaking with me thank you for having me I really appreciate it so that's that with um Davina um you I just love how you know Riley and Ella are the names of her you know children and it's great to have your children almost immortalized in that way like people get to experience them and basing the characters on them as well I just think it's absolutely wonderful so Ella has a plan it's out now so you can support the thing she says you can get it in you know um, most bookstores and stuff and you can order online as well so big up yourself Davina two slaps on your chest for creating the books that we we love to see we literally literally love to see it so now to big up the next show sponsor which is Express VPN You've heard us talking about all of the shows that we're watching at the moment. And obviously there's Moesha up in there. There's so many other shows that you can be watching. Like you don't have to be limited just because you're in the UK and you're in this dusty R. You don't have to be limited just because you're anywhere really. And that's where ExpressVPN come in the place. So ExpressVPN are asking you, when you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? You don't want random passers-by looking in on you. So why would you let people look in on you when you go online? using the internet without ExpressVPN it's like going to the bathroom and not closing the door I know some people some wayward people do do that though you know if they cannot wash their legs I'm sure they just leave the bathroom door open also but did did you know that your service provider your internet service provider um, knows every single website that you visit and what's worse is that they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you ExpressVPN puts a stop to this it creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone obviously don't use it to move mad I use ExpressVPN on all my devices and it works on everything phones, laptops um, and even your routers so every one who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN, which I think is an matting and, and very, very useful. And the best part is using ExpressVPN is easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the app, click on one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated um, by VPN, um, rated VPN by CNET, Wired and The Verge and countless others. So if you're like me and you believe that you should be closing the door behind you when you are using the bathroom and you want to protect your online activity, um, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com forward slash straws today. Use my exclusive link, exprn 
essvpn.com slash straws and you can get an extra three months free that's expressvpn.com forward slash straws go and get your motherfucking life so this week on so you mad twitter twitter are clearly the mad people that are telling us that we shouldn't be wishing death on donald trump Upon all the times, upon all, do you do you remember when people were wishing you dead? Yeah, yeah, I remember very clearly, very clearly. When all of that was happening to the black community, nothing, nothing, nothing was said. They go tweets that wish or hope for death, serious bodily harm, or fatal disease against anyone are not allowed and will need to be removed. This does not automatically mean suspension. Interesting. So Donald Trump gets coronavirus, and everybody should just. We should just look. We can't. We can't. No we one, can't no comment. Can, yeah, nobody can let out their excitement. Right. I just think it's just. And do you know what it is? To be fair, they changed. They bent the rules once against him. You remember that time when <laughs> he tweeted about the male voting or something like that, and they put <laughs> and they labeled his tweet, and they were like, <laughs> labeled nah. his tweet. Dude, that's huge for them to do that. But at the same time, I don't. I don't think they get to censor us this time. No. Look, I'm not. I don't. I don't necessarily believe wishing death on anyone it sounds weird coming out of my mouth like telling someone oh i hope you die like that. yeah it's, it's weird it's, much. it's, weird. it's just yeah. weird for me yeah regardless of who they are i just it's just weird coming out of my mouth but it's just i find it so strange like how we're now being censored in this way where nobody can even talk about it or nobody can even say do you know what i just want nature to take its course <laughs> I don't want COVID, to... you've got one job. That's all they've got. <laughs> but and someone was making a good point, and I think we should all be a well, Americans should be very fearful at this time. If Trump survives this coronavirus, yeah. all of you guys are going back to work. Yeah. There will be no excuse whatsoever. Yeah. Because Trump, all the all the odds are against him. He's fat, he's he's um he's 70 yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Do you get me? He's like he's he's got all of those. That they tell us. you are these, or that makes you vulnerable. Exactly. These are the things that make you vulnerable. Blah exactly. blah blah blah. Yeah, exactly. He's definitely not fit. He's not. He's yeah. not going to the gym, Donald Trump. Yeah, and if he survives this thing, everybody should be. Everybody should be scared. With that, with that said, though, I don't think he's got it. I don't. I don't think he's got it because. It's a lie. It, but I don't think he's got it. But it's just interesting, all the medication that you can provide him, oh. even the things that are in phase three, oh. phase whatever, you can provide him with that. But he was telling everyone else to go and inject Dettol and, <laughs> and, and to go and take medicines that it's meant for, I think, lupus patients or something, that they should go and take all of these things. But he didn't take the things that he suggested while all of this he stuff he was... the premium, premium product. Right. Right. They're going to get that guy through it. And when he gets through it, we're all in trouble. Right. And it just, it's to me, it's just sad. Like, you can't, I can't, I'm not necessarily, like you say, I'm not out here wanting to wish death on him or anything like that. But at the same time, 200,000 people have died in America, apparently from coronavirus. Uh, something like that. I don't know. So over 200,000 people have died from this virus, right? He's got people locked in cages. Um, he wanted to build a wall because of his xenophobic um, ideations. Um, he's, they're forced hysterectomies happening in the, these ICE facilities Crazy. right Jesus. all of these things are happening all the, he 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 didn't see any issue with um the white supremacists that wanted to go and shoot people who were at black lives matter protests told them, but, to, told them to stand back yeah yeah not stand down stand back stand back right so all of that is allowed to happen, but I can't just wish him a young death. <laughs> just a, a small, death. just small, small death. I can't wish that on him. You don't. That's the thing. Like dis, discrediting the very, very, very real 
frustration and hurt that people feel about the way that they've been oppressed in this society and telling them that they can't even express that in any way whatsoever. Look, energy's energy. He was, he was going to get it you know, it was going to come back to him at some point. Mm-hmm. All of that energy that he puts out, like you could see he got upset when he was getting booed. I just think it's interesting that he got coronavirus after he was getting booed at that time that he was standing outside yeah, the yeah, White yeah, House yeah. or whatever. At, at the uh, the lady's funeral. Yeah. Funeral, yeah. Right. So then now that upset him, so, oh, I'm going to show them, I'm going to have coronavirus and then they'll feel sorry for me. No. I think it's all very tactful. They're talking about this whole October. Well, American politics is Finished, yeah, I, what's oh. funny is that I thought that Shonda Rhimes was exaggerating. No, in what in scandal? Yes, <laughs> no, she wasn't. She she even said well, legally she had to say that. Oh, it's not based on true events, but she knew what she was doing. Yes, she was just re- spinning stories slightly, but she knew what she was doing. Right, the scandals that we saw on that show, scandal was nothing compared to the scandals that are really nowhere near. Nowhere, nowhere. Near. life is actually more absurd than art. Absolutely, how does Trump? just get coronavirus right like that and you're telling me that he was aware that he had coronavirus and then he still went to go and do the debate debate. with joe biden right and And biden is even now and you you didn't inform them right well no no, they they, they said they do a test because i think there's this thing where you get coronavirus and it doesn't show up after 20 i don't even know how they're, they're they're doing it but obviously they didn't they didn't do everything the whole president the whole president of the united states didn't have everything done I doubt, I doubt he's got it. I doubt he's, and if he does have it, then, you know... Oh, well. I just, yeah. I just because it's due to your too. mismanagement of the pandemic. Yes. So you were bound to get it too. Yeah, Money. I want coronavirus to coronavirus you. You know, the to really... needs to. To show up and show out. There you go. That's what coronavirus like needs to... I said, if this guy makes it... <laughs> it's the same with Boris. Uh, him allegedly having it yeah. and then still having time to, to be involved with violins. And but, cheat on his know, wife. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. boy, well, allegedly... You know, allegedly. allegedly. So I, it's all mad to me, really. It's all mad. But um, Sainsbury's are having a great time right now. Um, Sainsbury's, the supermarket, tweet, uh, tweeted, we are proud to celebrate Black History Month together with our Black colleagues, customers and communities, and we will not tolerate racism. We proudly represent and serve our diverse society and anyone who does not want to show um, to shop with an inclusive retailer is welcome to shop elsewhere. To that, the racist said... We're not shopping here anymore. You're not going to tell me where I fucking shop, right? But I'm telling you right now, I'm not shopping with you. I'm not shopping with you because this is racist that you've mentioned anything. Why do they have a Black History Month? Why don't I have a White History Month? It's racist, even you pointing it out. Yeah. That's what they say. Why do we need to talk about race? It's racist that you're even mentioning it right now. It changed my mind, you know, the whole idea that, you know, British racism is sophisticated. I think we kind of got it wrong in a way. I feel like because things like this weren't happening, we just weren't seeing it. Because yeah. companies, big companies like Sainsbury's weren't taking such a firm stance yes, yes, on yes. this, we had no clue because everybody was just kind of navigating through it, just just, just acting like it doesn't exist. Yeah. But we, they can put that out. And blatantly, what they've said in plain words is that if you are racist... Don't shop with for, us. Yes, we are happy for you. And then you've come. And you've <laughs> come. Oh. <laughs> Ah, oh, nah, nah. You've British come to say, I'm not racist, but I'm not shopping with you. Oh. Okay. All because we believe that people should stay alive regardless of their race. Right. You don't want to... British racism is not sophisticated. No, it's sophisticated. It's sophisticated because you think about it, for a mechanism to get these people, its citizens, to think that what they're doing right now makes sense, that is wild. Like, they think it's normal what they've just gone out to do. 
Do you get what I mean? Like, the the, yeah, the racist. Like, the system has done this to you so much so that you are emboldened to go and go. How dare you tell me not to come and shop with you if I'm a racist? All right, cool. I'm going to go and shop elsewhere. Like, you are doing the work that they asked you to do. And then one of them tweeted, oh, um, thank you, Sainsbury's. I'll do just that. I'll do all my shopping a couple of miles down the road at Morrison's and Aldi and spend all of my money there. Angry face. Where I can be racist. Someone else then tweeted at them. Um, oh, um, have fun cancelling. Um, um, have fun shopping with Morrison's, and then they put a, they put a screenshot of Morrison's where it says, "Throughout October, we will be celebrating Black History Month with food, <laughs> sharing recipes cooked by our colleagues. Keep your eyes peeled um, for some new tasty dishes." Hashtag Black History Month. So where are you gonna run to? Wait. Who can I run to? Right, white boy, white boy. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they diversify your food? Boy, not eat, not do anything, not go out. I'm just, it's just, it's they, they're, you're telling me that you got. So if 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 the UK government said, oh, anybody that is racist we we don't want to see you out in society you guys will stay at home yeah that's what we that's what we need to do somebody else tweeted many thanks for this offensive tweet i will certainly take your advice and shop elsewhere in future i would also recommend anyone who likes their who do, um, who like their personal freedoms and does not wish to be preached at by some jumped up shopkeeper to do the same bye bye sainsbury's preached at because you're just told to just not be racist. And that's so hard. Oh, I just think so. How, how, how prevalent must racism be that you are struggling to not? To not do it. That the fact that and you're more offended by racism even being alluded to, not expressly mentioned, but just alluded to that you're showing your racism. It's a mind fuck. It's an absolute Scary. mind fuck. That's what I mean about it being sophisticated because it's an actual mind fuck. It's an actual mind I game. I get it. And it's not, and now it's like, I think, well, well, a few, a few, what, a couple of years ago, a couple of months, whatever you want to say, you know, you, these sort of people will be hiding behind, you know, cat avies. Yes. Or maybe anime avies and stuff like yeah. that. But now we're seeing, we're seeing Julie. We're yeah, seeing we've Julie, seen their faces. How she normally looks. We're seeing Mike. We're seeing all of them. Yeah, and Gary, all of them, yeah. Keith. And then, yeah. And you can even go onto their Twitter and they'll give, give you a link to their Facebook because they're not scared. They're not. And I don't want them to be anymore. I feel like you show up. Yeah. Let's see you. The more of you that that reveal yourselves. It makes more- life so much more easy yes. because then you can't say to me, it's just um, a few rotten apples. It's just that, no, we can see all of them now. I, of yeah, them. I want to see all of them. Yeah. Show me yourselves. Yeah. And I think for, for people like, well, for companies like Sainsbury's, it kind of shocks them, I guess, yeah. when they see that response. Like, damn, we had this many racists. Yeah. Shuffle yeah. with us, literally. All the time. They're angry with you. It's mad. Even Lev's like, yeah, they're, they're, they're vexed. They're vexed. <laughs> but um, so that's Sainsbury's. And then the last one for So You Mad that kind of really touched me is um, Chrissy Teigen. Oh. Yeah. So Chrissy Teigen was pregnant and um, she had her baby. Um, but then the baby sadly passed away soon after being born. Um, and there's a picture of her. She posted a picture of herself sitting on the edge of the hospital bed, um, crying and, you know, still very much, um, you know, looking like she just, you know, given birth and she's got the hairnet on and everything. And there's a doctor in the background or a nurse or someone in the background. Um, and the picture is just so 
And then there's a range of pictures as well. They're all black and white. There's mm. one with her and John Legend and he's kind of resting his head on her. And um, and then she put up the um, caption, we are shocked and in the kind of deep pain you only hear about, the kind of pain we've never felt before. We were never able to stop the bleeding and give our baby the fluids he needed. Despite bags and bags of blood transfusions, it just wasn't enough. We never decided on our baby's names until the last possible moment after they're born just before we leave the hospital but we for some reason had started to call this little guy in my belly jack so we will he will always be jack to us jack worked so hard to be a part of our little family and he will be forever to our jack i'm so sorry that the first few moments of your life were met with so many complications that we couldn't give you the home you needed to survive we will always love you thank you to everyone who has been sending us positive energy thoughts and prayers we feel all of your love and truly appreciate you we are so grateful for the life we have for our wonderful babies luna and miles for all of the amazing things we've been able to experience but every day can't be full of sunshine on this darkest of days we will grieve we will cry our eyes out but we will hug and love each other harder and get through it and I read that the first time I actually read that, I even feel the same way now. The first time I read that, I cried because I just felt I f- like and looking at her picture, I felt her grief. And I like when you go into labor and all of that, it's such a personal experience. Like there can be people all over all around you, but it's such a personal experience. Like nobody that was with me during labor felt what I felt. And then in those moments where you're now hearing that, oh, your water actually broke a few days ago and all of this happened and whatever, there is that fear that you feel like you you know, people could go, you came when I was in labor, you know, you, you pop by like people can go in and out of that room. I was the only one that could not go in and out of the room. You know, my mom went to go and get Chinese, um, um, you know, people going out to go and get tea, coffee. I could not leave that space. And I was in that zone the whole time. So to think that you could go through all of that and then your child not make it that, no, nah, that fucking broke my heart. Like, and, but I was at the same time so glad that she shared what she shared because we don't talk enough about the grief of the, of the children that, you know, that don't stay in the physical realm, that, that they don't stay here um, in that way. We don't talk about pregnancy loss. We don't talk about all of those things enough because people still feel like it's taboo and it's shameful. And, that's why when I had the miscarriage, I posted um, on my on Instagram and on socials about it because I didn't want it to be a private grief. I didn't want it to be something. It's, it will always be a private grief. It will always be something that's extremely personal to me. Like nobody felt that experience with me. Um, but at the same time, it needed to be posted so other people know that they're not alone. And this thing has happened. It did happen. I can't pretend it didn't happen. It definitely did happen. And the number of messages that I got after that of people talking about their own experiences just made me feel like, rah, so many people are suffering in silence. Um, and they just need to be reassured that, you know, everything will be okay. It doesn't feel like it, but everything will be okay in one way or another. I don't know whether that's whether you'll have, you know, the child or whatever, but somehow things have got to be okay so i saw that post and these are the things that i thought wow thank you for sharing with us only for people to be like but why did she have a photo shoot or oh, there's and even i won't even get onto the, the them politicizing what happened to her but even with that i think to myself can you not use your common sense okay 
she would have, I imagine firstly, she would have had a, a, a photographer there because she thought she was going to have the baby. Yes. I did see someone say that at the point that she went to the appointment, the baby wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But at, this, at the same time, even with her having the photographer there, regardless of what reason she had it there for, I still, I still stand by her decision to, to take the pictures of that moment. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's a moment for her and it's a moment that she wanted to share with the world. And you also have to look at it from this way. She shared a lot. Yes. With the internet. So if if she now decides to say, oh, oh, guys, sorry, um, you know, my child didn't make it, you know, during birth. People will say, oh, you're lying. You were never pregnant. You were never this. They'll, they'll come up with all these conspiracy theories. Yeah. So she's put the picture out there. You can see with your own eyes. She's heartbroken. Yeah. Yeah. And you're still going to make those stupid comments. It's mad to me because I also, even if she didn't come with a professional photographer, I know that photographers walk around the hospital when I was there okay. um, um, at the hospital as well. They also have those. So either way, a photographer was going to be there, whether she brought the photographer in, which I think she might have, or there's one there. Why do, Why don't we want to um, capture every aspect of what a pregnancy can be? Why is it only the glowing images and everything that we want at the end crying, yeah. of the baby crying? Like that you only want those images. You don't want to see that the reality because we need to see more reality around pregnancy. I'm using this birthday episode of mine to even stress how tough it has been for me in my first year of motherhood. It has been extremely tough and it's been extremely private and extremely personal to me. Nobody knows the level of exhaustion I face and I've still gone out running and whatever. And actually I feel like this year of motherhood has actually brought me closer to mummy because then I understand what mummy had to go through herself. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the things that I felt like, oh, she wasn't there for me in this way. She wasn't there for me in that way. I've had to understand what it was like for her Mm -hmm. to do all of that and have two children, three children, and still try to make it, you know, make everything work in the best way that she could. Somebody will be frustrated. Where Where was the respite for her? Where was the space for her to feel all of her feelings? And I'm feeling this after a year of motherhood and breastfeeding and all of this stuff. Some days I just feel so extremely low, but I know that my calling is greater than me feeling low. Like I've just got to continue. Like it's the reality even of recording this podcast. You're going to hear Lev today because Lev is here today. Like it's raining outside. It is what it is, but I still have obligations. I still have things to do. Nobody understands how tough it is to kind of do all of the things that I'm doing. So when I say I'm celebrating my birthday, I'm celebrating in a major way because only I understand what it took takes for me to take a breath in and take a breath out and to continue to exist. And that's why I want to showcase that on my page. If the pictures aren't fancy enough for you, fuck you. Like the pictures are what they are and how I express myself on social media is how I express myself. But we need to be more realistic and we need to tell more truths about what our human human experience is, especially um, um, our journeys with birthing and motherhood and being a parent. We have to be as honest as possible and not dress it up to make it fancy so people can sponsor us and endorse us. This is the reality. So many more people have gone through what Chrissy Teigen has gone through, but they haven't spoken about it mm-hmm. because what? Oh, no, I haven't seen anyone else talk about it. I don't want to be the one. Yeah. Or you, or they don't want to be like a, a downer. Or they want, yeah. Right. Because everything on social media should always be happy. And look at us in Turks and Caicos um, in, in this cave on in the pool. No, there's that is part of life. But this is also part yes, of life. The reality of it. 
Some children, this happens. This happens. happens. And this is why I think that it's great that there are doulas out there that look at the whole spectrum of um, the pregnancy cycle and and pregnancy experiences. And they want to be there for people when, you know, like Zachi, I mentioned Zachi as well. Like that's what she does. And I think that things like this are incredibly important. Now, when I po- posted about the miscarriage, I know of uh, so many people would have felt like, oh, why, why is she telling us that? Why, why are you sharing all of that? Well, why not? Why not? Mm. Why not share that? Because you're going to ask. Right. Why not share that? It's tough. Because, and then soon after that, and it's not like you give a shit because that happened in April. August, you were all on my case, but why is her partner? Why? Why is this? Why that? You you lot don't give a shit. Mm -mm. You don't give a shit, really. The internet will do what the internet does regardless. Like no one gives you space to grieve. Like everyone's just- Knee-jerk reactions. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I saw for Chrissy. And I felt like, even if I don't follow you like that anymore, like really pay attention to what you're doing. I felt the need to come forward and be like, no, she needed to do that for her. It wasn't for any of you fucking idiots. It's for her because sometimes you just want to confirm to yourself that it's real. Yeah, I get that. Like you, 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 and when she mentioned about the baby's name already, she'd named it Jack. My first pregnancy where the miscarriage happened, I'd already said that the baby's name was going to be Kamara. I felt like it was a girl. Like I'm going to name her Kamara, Kamara Chizuoroanyi, which means may God's grace always be sufficient onto us. And it happened. And then there was the second pregnancy with Lev. And I just thought, oh, maybe I'll keep that name before I knew, you know, the, the sex or whatever. I thought I'll keep that name. But then something was like, no, that was that baby's name. Yeah. That was, and, and may and God's grace. Right. And may God's grace always be sufficient onto us because God's grace has always been sufficient onto me. And that, mm-hmm. and even with that experience of miscarriage, God's grace has always sh- shone through for me. So that is that baby's name, Kamara. So like, I I got what she went through so much and and, yeah. and and people should I don't see I just don't understand why people felt like this was the time for the hot takes it's horrible there's always a time it's like people never think to themselves actually maybe I should just shut the fuck up yeah like it, to, for you to politicize what happened to her and say oh there you are Chrissy you see it's not a, it's not a clump of cells and you know that now they're doing the um the whole abortion debate, oh. pro-life, pro pro-choice. Pro and I'm just like, are you seriously doing that to her while she's, like, Chrissy can act- Because she Chrissy, says she's pro-choice. Yeah, because she's pro-choice. Chrissy can act like she's not seen anyone's comments, but Chrissy's going through the comments. Yes. If Chrissy's they all do. The comments, they all do. Chrissy's friends are going through, that. She's going to see that. And that's the most, oh, oh. Someone's, but then, but this is why I say that people are are not, people people are unhappy and they're unwell because even when I announced the pregnancy, didn't someone go to the um, podcast that I made previously, just before like the weekend of the um, miscarriage, they went to that post and wrote, oh, isn't it a shame that you had your miscarriage straight after this? Um, making this episode and I still maintain and I've mentioned it on the podcast before that I feel like I know who wrote that comment I can't prove it but I feel like I know who wrote that I comment this happening, yeah. right and so to me it's just like you can know that somebody's going through such extreme heartache and pain and you still come to write that like your level of hatred for me must be on a mad level but it's actually not hatred of me it's a hatred of yourself yeah. oh perfect you, you got to where I was going nobody can hate someone else. nobody can hate someone that much no no it has to come from somewhere else and that is definitely you and I just think it's just it's just terrible it's awful and as a man you, you don't actually realise what women have to go through like yeah pregnancy is is exciting it can be fun but then I guess in a lot for a lot of women you always have it in the back of your mind of oh gosh what if this happens and, and when you've had a miscarriage before 
um, you, you know, having, uh, and then you have another pregnancy every week every week i would literally sit there like oh i made it through this week oh i made it through this week like that's all and that's why i needed to have my therapist because it was like literally every week i was counting down like i've made it through this week nobody carries that feeling with you and however and my body was changing and i wasn't really enjoying the physical changing changes and how i looked and everything i was just like look i'm making it through i'm making it through i'm almost at the finish line like it's it's so tough and people will be like oh but she's already got two children why is she so upset what the fuck do you mean uh, and that's what uh, that's what blows my mind because i can obviously i'm never going to be pregnant but i can imagine that you know when you're in that position whenever you're dreaming whenever you're daydreaming whenever you have a spare you know a spare two seconds to think about something you are thinking about that child you're yeah. daydreaming about that child yeah. you're thinking about you're bonding with that child yes. you're you're doing all sorts of weird things that you probably would never even do do you get yeah. what i mean so i for you to now be in that position where the child sadly passes away i can't imagine how anyone can make sense of that you didn't have you you didn't have time to even i don't want like do you get you get you haven't had time to process it or anything it's a lot it really is a lot i know but for me also it's the fact that do you want her to message everybody individually to tell them that it's happened right or should she just put out one post? Boom, everyone knows now. Now I can get on with my day crumbling. Because I remember after I posted that on social media after the miscarriage, I was just on this sofa, like just curled up and I can go maybe three hours and I'll just be normal and, and I'll be watching TV. And then out of nowhere, I'll just burst into tears and I'll think of another reason why, oh, the miscarriage was my fault or this or that. Nobody was in those private moments with me. You're not with Chrissy right now. You don't know what she's going through. So for everything to be politicized and to be be debated upon and to be interrogated and to be critiqued just shut the fuck up sometimes like take a breath and fuck off yes just that so chrissy and john i'm just sending you all of the love and healing during this time and you know like i say you know i don't know when but somehow things will be okay not that you'll forget but just thing you you find you find somewhere you yeah you you find a way to kind of work through everything and sometimes that's just you know that's just enough that just has to be um enough so yeah that's it for so you mad let's just get on to straw of the week nice and swiftly we'll just go straight into that i guess straw of the week is um the government when are they not um being asked to suck their mothers They've had a few straws. They, I keep giving them straws, but it's all they de- deserve. The Department of Education have said that schools in England um, should not use material that um, from anti-capitalist groups. It says the government has ordered <laughs> schools in England not to use resources from organisations which have expressed a desire to end capitalism. The Department for Education guidance... Um, notes issued on thursday um, a couple of thursdays ago for school leaders and teachers involved in setting the relationship sex and health curriculum categorized anti-capitalism as an extreme political stance and equated it with opposition to freedom of speech anti-semitism and endorsement of illegal activity yep um former shadow uh, chancellor john mcdonald said that the measures effectively outlawed reference in schools to key events in british history that it symbolized growing authoritarianism within the governing conservative party um the guidance part of a lengthy um 
set of guidelines for implementing the statutory curriculum said schools should not under any circumstances use resources produced by organizations that take extreme political stances on matters this is the case even if the material itself is not extreme as the use of it could imply endorsement or support of the organization Um, It listed examples of what were described as extreme political stances, such as publicly stated desire to abolish or overthrow democracy, capitalism, or to end free and fair elections, opposition to freedom of speech in the use of racist, including anti-Semitic language, the endorsement of illegal activity and a failure to condemn illegal activities done in support of their cause. Um, yeah, on this basis, McDonald said that on this basis, it will be illegal to refer to large tracts of British history and politics, including the history of British social, um, socialism, the Labour Party and the trade unionism, all of which have um, at different times advocated for the uh, abolition of capitalism. Um, yeah, I just think it's interesting that that's come straight off the back of the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm and genuinely all of these- shocked. Yeah. And I'm shocked about that because... One thing that you you learn about Britain is that they are so good at tagging. They're so good at tagging the subjects with the wrong tags. Yes. In the sense where we think, oh, they just they don't want any anti-capitalist material. Well, actually, they're saying a lot yeah. more than that. Yeah. Now, with with a rule like that, it will it will it will spiral into so many other things. Then they will say, oh no no, we don't want you writing reading too many books by black writers yes. because it could be radical. Yes. Or we don't want you reading about this, reading about that. So wait. Are you telling me now that they're not going to teach um, kids Marxism then? Right. That's exactly what they're saying, basically. Because, but that's been part of our curriculum. Right. For how many years now? Yeah. So I I, I I, just think it's just, I just can't believe that that's actually genuinely happening. And, but this is the age that we're in <laughs> and everyone's so it. focused on, I don't want to wear my mask. I don't want to wear my mask. But you're not realizing all of the other things that have been saying. taking but, away right. from you. And so while people are talking about, oh yeah, but we, we're getting black um, history into the curriculum and you know the black British curriculum or whatever whatever you know we're all taking steps and people are getting awards which you know rightfully deserved you're doing your work and whatever but in the same tone or in the same vein they're also going you can do all of that but we're not actually going to put it we're not going to implement it into the curriculum no. because we don't want you to do all of these things and I've always said that school is not a place that you go to learn how to think you're just there to learn how to remember the things that they want you to think school is there to provide especially when we're talking about state schools and you're just there to provide workers yeah that's why you only learn certain subjects where if you go to all the private schools look at all of the things that them man are learning right that, that, no, you're right. State school socializes you into yes. literally becoming a working class worker. Yes. That is literally it. So how dare you as a working class worker want to learn rhetoric that, that's anti-capitalist? Because that would mean that then our very function as a state school becomes redundant. Right. We don't want that. You are a worker. And this is why we look at it and look at the way that testing is done, you know, and, and grading is done. All of it serves to you just only, you're only getting marks for regurgitating the things that we have told you. Yes. We're not encouraging you to think outside of that. There's nothing creative about answering a question on history. No. <laughs> because all you have to do is get it right. Just get it right. And their right is, did you learn it line by line? This is what we told you. And that's what you were allowed to think. Mm-hmm. So of course the schools will be telling you that they don't want any anti-capitalist agendas because that's the whole sole function of it. That's the whole function of the school system to get you ready, socialize you, as you say, into being a worker, not to be a leader, to be an entrepreneur, none of that. No, you are just there to keep the cogs turning. Whereas if we look... be a good worker at that. Yes. 
But when we look at the, um, you know, upper echelons of society and the schooling that they receive, they're given extracurricular activities that are actually more robust. That's actually makes. Wow, Lev's really going oh, for it he there. Was he was really great. <laughs> And he's still going. Uh, you have to put his name on the podcast. Like he's making a feature. <laughs> Featuring Lev, the baby boy. Um, yeah, so they get more robust activities only for them to still come out and be dickheads. Like, imagine Boris Johnson has had more extracurricular activities in his life than I've had. Well, he's now having extramarital. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> woo, woo. But all of these extracurricular activities and you're still a prick. Like you you, you still fail to be able to run a country. Yes. So yes. what did that actually do for you? But then that's what, you know, that's what they're there to do, really. It's all, it's all mad. It's all mad. It the is. school system, regardless of how much money you have, is still shit. Yes. And it's scary that this isn't going to get enough attention. I don't think many people are going to be fussed by fussed by it you know no like, i mean with all that's going on now anyway no and then you know we've got the students locked down at university um, yeah yeah we've got that happening some of them haven't got any food like so much is happening right now in this big old country well this little last country and this little island so much is happening that people aren't being outraged enough about because they're focused on what joke some comedians hold on britain's got talent no you're right and i think even to that point as well i think People are a little bit exhausted with the outrage. Yes, yeah, yeah. There is, I don't know, I want to say since since the whole Black Lives Matter movement um, this year, there's been something to be angry about every day. Yeah. Something new. Yeah. And white people are I'm generally just not used to that. They're not no. used to that level of having to be so engaged yes, with everything that's happening. Stay on all the it's time. Outrage, exhaustion. I'm yeah. sorry. I just, yeah. Even even with this, I think to myself, okay, am I am I going to... Am I going to be focused on this or am I going to be focused on this? Like, you don't even know what to... Because there's just so many things affecting black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just don't know the what world's to fuck. focus on. And, and, it, and I clock the Islamophobia there as well because they're like, oh, well, you can't do this in case, you know, um, it shows support for extremists and whatever. What mm -hmm. do you mean? Right. So we can't talk about Islam. We can't teach about you know, Islam. Even on the topic of Islamophobia, really quickly, I think they, they're refusing to actually use that to recognise that as an actual term. Yes. Either they recently did or they're still refusing to. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is very strange. It's very if interesting. If you don't recognise something, you can deny its existence. And that's why France does the same with race. They don't want to, they don't acknowledge race. So they, you can't say what you've experienced is a hate crime. So everywhere it's mad. Europe is Babylon as far as I'm concerned. And I just don't know where we go from here. But definitely the, the Department for Education, you can all go suck your mothers, yeah? Please, 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 and take please, please. all of, and, and all the capitalism that you want to enjoy in this life, I want you to imbibe it from your mother's vagina. <laughs> that's what you need to go and do. Imbibe, it's a word I love from um, my good sis, Hodan. But yeah, that's what you lot need to really, really do because you don't want to educate. You want to miseducate. Like you, and that's why we're here but your lauren hill album isn't going to bang like that only lauren hill can talk about the miseducation not you lot I love yeah that. so you can all go suck your mothers you're all pricks Please. And I'm giving you a birthday straw as well that has sparklers on it. So when you insert it into your mother, you can all blow up together. That's Jeez. what I would like for you. <laughs> that's what I would like for you. But yeah, that's it for this week's episode of SYM. Uh, you can um, support the podcast on patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor. And you can follow at Say Your Mind Pod and at Kalechnikov. And where can I find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Sadiq O. JN. Nice. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I've been Kalechi Okafor. 
And Sadiq. And this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? Suck your mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's catch you on the flip side. Peace. See ya. It's the Ben's Punani Womanist Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sippy here Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind